Well, they don't do that anymore, dude. They don't, and, they don't do... and it wasn't like a remake of Thriller, like the song. They just did the video. I'd be interested to hear a uh, a music video or see a music video made like the way Michael Jackson and them were making them back in the day. Because I feel like when he was doing those videos, like every video was like a short film. Yeah, it was a movie. And now I don't feel like when some what's some like the most prolific music video recently, like in terms of like just crazy amazing music video. I can't even think of one. Um, like Lil Nas X got a little hype but that was just like shock value shit just because it was like twerking on the devil and shit yeah whatever. i mean there's definitely like high budget music videos now but like i i can't really even think of one that would be like it's fucking like wow there's high budget there's like but i feel movie. like all the budget is for like paying uh like to get to rent dope ass cars and like mm-hmm. models and shit and like get I a mean, villa honestly, in miami you know what the music video for the fucking Young Thug Chris Brown song. Okay. It uh they like go into like a saloon to watch some shit and then there's like a big shootout. Like okay. I think that was a pretty like Which, story is that the recent one? one? Yeah. Um, it wasn't Go Crazy, it was the other one they did. Go Crazy was like them at like a mansion dancing and shit with a bunch of women, but I forget what the other one was. I think maybe Gunna was in it too, but maybe he's just in the video. Yeah. I don't really know. Maybe they just decided it's not worth it anymore. Like, because stuff doesn't stick around as long. Mm-hmm. So they will drop all this money and, like, put all this effort in making this dope-ass music video. And it's like, people are going to stop talking about it in, like, two weeks, dude. Yeah. I mean, I think there are definitely some artists that still try to do it. Like, you know, like, Kanye did all that shit when, like, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out. Yeah, Like, he did, like, the long-ass runaway thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think, you know, that wasn't, like, the label being, like, you should do this. That was him being, like, no, I want to do a fucking yeah. movie for this. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, there are probably still artists that do that. But it's never, like, how it was back then where, like, that was part of the song itself. Like, the video. Like, mm-hmm. people would watch videos back then. Yeah. Videos now, it's, like, yeah, it's cool to have a video when the song comes out. It's, like, another avenue for people to listen to it or, like, be introduced to it. But it wasn't... They don't have as much impact, I don't think. Yeah, I'm, like, scared to do a music video. Like, not scared, but I'm hesitant to do a music video with the band until it's just, like, the. I know it's going to be cool. Like, I don't want to do... I feel like the days of just making a music video for the sake of making a video are kind of, like... Like, are we really just going to take a music video of us, like, playing the song while this shit happens? Yeah. It's, like... Well, it's hard because, like, the songs that blow up because they're music videos now, it's not because the music video is, like, a fucking sick video. Mm -hmm. It's because it's, like, okay, this is, like, this could be a meme or whatever. They're, like, clippable or shareable, like, things in the video that go viral, and then the song is, like, an afterthought. That's the other thing that, like, okay, so... Um, when you upload a song, we go through TuneCore mm-hmm. um, as our publisher, yeah. and so when we when we submit the song on TuneCore, they then submit it to like all the streaming services like mm-hmm. Spotify, Pandora, shit. And uh, one of the things you have to select for is you have to pick a minute clip out of the song to be used for TikTok videos. Yeah, yeah. And so every song we put up, I have to like sit there and be like, <laughs> which part of this could be meme, meme. <laughs> yeah. and i'm like i don't know dude is yeah. that a thing you have That's to like think about now lame thought you have to have i know like what but part also of it's like part of it yeah i know but it's like i mean now i find myself like 
the the problem that I have with it, I don't have a problem with it, but like, okay, so for instance, like the the two songs my brother showed me last week, good songs. They're both like two and a half minutes long, mm-hmm. or like less. I think one's like barely two minutes, and yeah, he's a lot like, of songs are super short. Now. Yeah, because they're all trying to capitalize on like maximum streams. Because mm-hmm. the more streams you get, the more like pass through streams, click through streams you get the more you show up in the algorithm. So everybody's kind of writing music for the algorithm, mm-hmm. which kind of, um, you know, I feel like the days of, of writing music to make it like, I'm not saying nobody's doing it. There are definitely artists that are writing music for like the timeless factor, mm-hmm. but there's so many songs that are being put out on like a weekly basis that are just strictly being made to like be popular for a week and get their cloud up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're writing a song that's two minutes, just so you can like, pl- like play the algorithm. It's like, damn, dude. You know, I don't know. It's just uh, it, it, now I think with the TikTok thing, it's like now every artist is sitting in the back of their mind thinking like, well, what part of this song is memeable? And it's like, should you <laughs> memeable, bro? How about memorable? Yeah. How about memorable, dude? How about it? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Speaking of memorable, live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And uh, we're coming off a couple Beach Boys, baby. Yeah. Beach Boys. I'm rocking the merch. You, uh, I could have let you rock the camo shirt, dude, if you wanted. I have it in my car. No, nah, I'm good. But you're wearing the uh, Pride Month shirt going over there, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Close enough, dude. Close <laughs> enough. They got that hat. I'm going with the the TJ from Recess look, dude. Yeah, I like it. You went for it, but then we decided it was yeah, you no. were going. You got the Cynthia from Rugrats look yeah. going. <laughs> My hair does not flow like yours does. <laughs> this is actually, you know, I was heavily considering getting a haircut all week, and then um, then I put this hat on and did this little flip thing, and I'm like, dude, I think I got. I think I could just coast like this for another like three months, dude. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I think I think it's a it's a new look. I haven't. I've, I've yet. I, I don't know if I'd go out in public like this yet. <laughs> you know i would broadcast it to the public yeah just the the hair thing uh, yeah i feel like uh i don't know I, I feel like the older i get the more unwilling i am to take style risks mm-hmm. you know i have like three looks yeah. and and uh i feel like anytime you just take a step out and go for it it's like people are like dude you're, you're aren't you like about to be 29 just <laughs> stick with what you know dude i mean i think like if you're worried about that then you probably should just try it Mm-hmm. Because like your hair is gonna grow out eventually to be able to do that again. Yes, like what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not you don't have like fucking down to your fucking ball like yeah. big ponytail. Like yeah, you're not stupid. giving up something like that. Yeah. Is there a big ass beetle on the tail? There's probably oh, yeah. a big ass beetle, dude. Yeah, I, I will say the other un unspoken reality of becoming a hat guy when you're in your late twenties, early thirties is. That's at the age where people start thinking you're a hat guy because you're balding. Mm. Like, people start like, oh, this guy's a hat guy because he's probably balding. Yeah, but then you can shock him every time you take the hat off. Yeah, or you can rock this thing, dude. This, <laughs> yeah. this is like my not balding flag. This is like, hey, dude. Nah, it's still going like, strong, you baby. You know, <laughs> I got hair. <laughs> Don't yeah, get anything oh, twisted, shit. dude. got attacked, bro. Oh yeah, you know what? Attacked. That is a you're not even gonna like this. You are not gonna like this, no, dude. What is it? You know, I used to call those studio bugs forever. Yeah. And I still do because I don't like their real name. Because you <laughs> what know what their real, their name, real is? name is? An American cockroach. Oh no. That is a fucking cockroach, dude. No. 
It's not like the the creepy like coffin cockroach, like the Halloween cockroach that crawls no. around. But I feel like flying cockroach is a little bit of a diss from nature. It's like like also it definitely just looks like a beetle. Yeah, and it but it does cockroach things like it it annoy it hits you. Yeah. It hits you. <laughs> it fucking dive bombs you. <laughs> it's like, dude, why are you doing that? I, I I've been it. I put it in my mind that all I have to do is hit one and they'll all take a note. Ooh. You know, like they're like I know there's probably Maybe that's a, why they keep hitting us because they're taking note. Like, these guys fucking these guys hit are us, dude. These guys smack the fuck out of us. No, dude, no, because I haven't managed to get one yet. They're too fast. American <laughs> cockroaches are too fast, bro. Damn, they suck, dude. I hate cockroaches, especially ones that second, fly. Though. One's dive bombing you in a second. Well, honestly, I don't mind cockroaches as far as pests go. Oh, oh now it's on, on the camera, camera dude. dude. <laughs> it's fucking put me out of focus and shit. <laughs> it's turning the knob, dude. Damn, get off of there, bro. That really, that really is a pesty move, dude. Damn. These are pests. They're pests. I never seen a mouse fuck with our camera angle before. No, what the fuck? Speaking of mice, I saw uh, we have gone on every possible topic other than covering the beach. But speaking of mice, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of pests, speaking of more important things, dude. Pests. I was I was in my room, in an apartment, in my apartment, <gasps> and I have like in the corner of my room, I have a TV mounted on the wall, mm-hmm. like the coolest thing I've ever done. And there's a cord running down into the socket. And Liv sits up and she looks at the thing and she's like, bro. She hit me with the bro. Oh, which shit. I don't like, dude. I don't like when girls call me bro. I'm like, hey, that's our word. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, I, I don't actually care. I just caught me off guard. I was like, what, bro? <laughs> what, bro? <laughs> um, and... Uh, She's like, "What the? F- are my eyes deceiving me?" She didn't say that, but that's a, that's what it, that was, it a gist. was. Yeah, it was a jest. And I look, and there's a fucking mouse repelling down my fucking <laughs> electrical cord. I'm like, dude, he was like, I was like, dude, what were you doing up there? He was yeah, in my TV, fuck? and then just climbed down. I I never have mice in my apartment. Or like, I never like- see mouse. It came from like the hole in the ceiling for the cable or something. Nah, or- dude. Cause there's no it does there's no hole in the ceiling. Wait, what? Cause I it, there's no cable plug in there. How did it get up there then? He climbed. I guess he climbed he up. And the cable all the way up to the TV. Yeah, it's like, dude, did you think there was gonna be something up there? <laughs> Just cause I'm watching the Food Network, bro. You thought you were gonna come up there <laughs> and fucking get some cake out of the TV, dude? Holy shit! No, dude, dude. If I could do that, I would do that, bro. Oh my god, stupid that was fucking a smart mouse. mouse. Yeah, dude. He was like, ooh, that looks good. <laughs> I'm getting up there. Gets up there, just a fucking black box. He's like, damn, I'm coming back down. Holy shit. And and what sucks is like the my hamper. I what do you call the clothes basket by the way? It's another uh, uh hot. Like, I think a hamper is fine. I I can't uh, think of anything else. I usually just throw my clothes on the yeah, floor. I yeah. <laughs> well, yeah I, call, I call it the carpet. Yeah. Um I have a hamper that's full all the time. Yeah. And then the clothes that I wear and wash go on the floor. <laughs> I call it a hamper too, but I feel like I, the word hamper sounds so white trash that I try to stop myself from saying it. Hamper. Hamper. Put it in yeah, the it hamper. Weird. Like what my like a laundry basket. Laundry basket, clothes basket. Uh, the Greek word is staplita, which which sounds just too much. Like put in the yeah, staplita. Yeah, that'd be weird. Do we Why are you saying on that? On the day to day. Yeah, stop saying staplita. But like hamper, it's like one of those words. It's like really, we don't have a less white trash word for this. <laughs> Can somebody please... A clothes I, hamper? Yeah, it's like... I mean, it's a thing, isn't it? Or is it like a colloquialism? I think it's the word, word for it. 
Yeah, I think it's a thing. Yeah. But I think maybe like the Baltimore accent adds a little twang on Ham- it. Humper. Put in the humper. Can you throw it in the humper? I think anything with the ER kind of kind of makes it. Yeah, hamper does sound. Like, yeah. Sounds like a fucking rednecks kid's name. Yeah. Hamper. <laughs> Get over here, hamper. It sounds like a it sounds like a like a Appalachian like slang term for it. Because okay, so like my aunt calls the remote control a clicker. Clicker, Which yeah. I that's think it's like an old person thing because the remotes used to actually click. Yeah. But I think it sounds white trash. So I call it the remote control or the remote. Yeah. Pass me the remote. I would never say pass me the clicker. Mm-hmm. But God has blessed us with a better word for the clicker, which is a remote. But yeah. the hamper doesn't have one, so you're stuck sounding white trash at all times. Yeah, but at least you're not a person that calls soda pop. Well, that's that's a, that's a regional worst. thing. That's, that's Midwest. The worst, yeah, though. yeah. It sounds so lame. Or calling pizza a pie. Mm. Do you ever do that? Not really. Call pizza a pie. All pesty stuff. But anyway, um, anyway, what's other stuff we can talk about except you know other than <laughs> the beach trip? <laughs> All these <laughs> other less important things that happen over the course of the week. Folks, we stopped down to Fishtails in Ocean City, Maryland to present them with the bronze bucket and the bracket. And uh, I got to say, dude, I was stressed to the max leading up to that because um, I wasn't sure how that bucket was going to turn out, dude. Mm. I didn't know how decals were. <laughs> oh, my God. You just got dive-bombed. Dude, fuck these things, bro. <laughs> it just went straight for the center of your forehead. He was making fun <laughs> of my flop, dude. He's like, dude, that's not your look. Put it away. <laughs> Put it away. Got your hat. Um, no, I was stressed out because I was like, I didn't know how it was going to work. I got spray paint. I don't know why I was so stressed about spray painting a bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... In theory, you'd think like, okay, dude, just get the bucket mm-hmm. and then spray paint it. Oh, you almost got it that time. It. Oh! Oh! Yeah, that's donezo. Dude, fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> Send that motherfucker a message. Oh, it's still up. You TKO him? No, I'm gonna fucking... Oh, it's on your business card. Perfect. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, fuck that thing. Put him out there. Oh, dude. Out for the count. That was awesome. I'm yeah, so glad you did that. Because I don't know if we could have done this podcast with that thing flying around. It was going <laughs> to interrupt us. <laughs> Fucking straight up nuisance. So now that we can actually begin the podcast, I took it out back. I did it. I dropped it on the grass once, got a little fucked up in the back, and then Liv helped me with the decal. She was like, no idiot. You put the sticker on, and then the front peels off. I thought I was going to have to personally cut around every letter. I was like, oh. fuck this decal oh, company. Oh, yeah, that would suck. But uh, it wound up looking awesome, dude. Now, granted, we yeah, didn't do... Good. If you've listened to the podcast, you've probably heard all of our fucking grandiose ideas <laughs> for the presentation. You probably heard us talk about inviting strippers and DJ Khaled was going to yeah. host and all Max these crazy... capacity. Yeah. And uh, turns out we just drove down there, uh, got there an hour late. My logic was, you texted me the night before and you said, uh, looks like we might have to leave by seven. And... I remember thinking, dude, there's no way. I'm not leaving by seven. <laughs> and also, me too, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I might drive myself down because I want to leave early. Um, which, you know, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think I left around like 7.30. Mm-hmm. And once we got like an hour out of Ocean City, it just like became standstill traffic for yeah. no reason. And that is the reason why I don't go down there on those weekends. Like yeah, that yeah. was the first time I've rough. ever been down there on Memorial Day well, or also, 4th like, of July. 
going down, like going through the bottom of Ocean City always sucks. But that's like the way you have to go if you want to get to Fishtails easy. Yeah. Because it's like, what, 22nd Street or whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 22nd Street Bayside. Yeah. But like, it, like the, I mean, it was like, it, it was a four and a half hour drive. And the drive home was miserable too. Not because of traffic, but I was just so like, I think I'm too old for day trips now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I didn't I'll, mind it, honestly, because it, it was, like, pretty easy cruising. Yeah. Uh, I fucking got, like, a coffee because, like, we left at, like, 1030 or something. We kind of yeah. left late. Um, we could have definitely, now that I think about it, we could have driven together. Yeah, I know. We, we literally left at the same time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's literally, like, a half an hour to my trip back. I was like, we literally could have just driven together. You know what's crazy? I didn't think about that until just now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about the fact that we took two separate cars Why? Well, I had great no plans of leaving early and, like, but, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so, we, you know, we get stuck in that traffic. We roll up a little late. I get there, like, maybe... 30 minutes before me. Okay, yeah, 30 minutes before Jimmy. And I'm just sitting in the parking lot for like 10 minutes, and then I hit you up to see where you're at. I'm like, fuck it. I need to pee so bad. I'm just going to go inside, sit at the bar, whatever. Um, So I go in there. Like, everything is packed except like the main bar inside. Mm -hmm. Like, it was completely Mm -hmm. empty for, I don't know why. I think everyone just wanted to be outside. It was nice. Yeah. Um, So I like pull up a chair. Start chatting everyone up, you know? Yeah. Not really. Like, I do my version of chatting everyone up, which is, like, whenever, you know... Can I get a drink? Other people initiate stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Know, I'll spill everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played it a little cool. I was like, you know, hey, I'm here from Baltimore for the day. I'm just waiting for my, my friends to get down here. We're, we're, you know, we're meeting up here. Mm-hmm. Playing it chill. Yeah. Ask for a food menu. Order some food. Get a little drink. And then... uh. And then cue Jimmy walking in. Oh, yeah, dude. That was... uh, I walked in. Well, I had called you beforehand, and I think we made the right call. Yeah. About not doing the presentation. I think... Yeah. Especially... I, I had a sense of it, because, like... <laughs> especially after they're like, wait, were you guys serious that you want to actually yeah. do that? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, but we don't have to. Yeah. When I was sitting in traffic... Because I talked to her on the phone, and I, I, I spun a bunch of ideas by her. And, like, I wanted to, like... Do something, you know, like mm-hmm. play some music, fucking do all I do is win after we present the trophy, <laughs> some know. crazy yeah. shit. Have tearaway clothing, <laughs> big shirts with LFTS logos on it. <laughs> Background dancers, fucking confetti. None of that shit came to fruition. But so I, we called the but audible. We did get the bucket and the bracket. Yeah, we went down there, we took some pics. And like, that was the move. You know, I didn't want to like grab a microphone and like there's a Fish bunch tail. of people just sitting there having Can lunch. You hear me? <laughs> They're like, people dude, like it's noon. To order fish tacos. Yeah. And... I mean, kind of like the the moment they said we should do it at noon, I was like, I can already tell <laughs> yeah, this they don't is not do anything. We need people to be drunk for this, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't do this sober. People will only care about something they don't care about if they're drunk, dude. You can't yeah. get a bunch of sober families in there like, <laughs> all I do is win, win, win. They're like, what is this song? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So we didn't do that, and I, but it was a great experience. Dude. They were serving us up fucking Corona with uh, Deep Eddie's Lime sidecars, dude. I got mm-hmm. fastest, fastest food ever. Do yourself a favor. Next time you go to Fishtails during the day, order food. And if you can finish saying what you want before it gets to your table, 
Like, I, I mean, literally, I said fish and chips, and then I said something to you, and I looked down, and like, fish and chips. It's like, dude, <laughs> yeah, what? It was insane. It was almost, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it was almost sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, that was almost too fast. Like, damn, dude. I must have walked in there like, get the fish and chips right. This yeah, guy. This guy screams fish and chips. <laughs> it was really good, though, dude. It was really good. And I'm not even a fish and chips guy, dude. I went down there. I just got a Brit- sense of Britishness. I was like, I'm British now, dude. <laughs> but we did it. We got a bunch of merch. And uh, they, they tagged us. I don't know if you saw an LTS story, but they, they mounted it up. I did. Like, really nice. Big I want to know where it is. By the way, if anybody's listening, um, next time you're in Ocean City, stop in Fishtails. And I kind of wanted to make this now be fun. Like, if you see the fucking bracket... Just uh, take a picture of yourself next to the bracket, tag us in it, dude. I think that's yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be fun, you know. And same thing, same thing. If you find yourself in backyard Towson, you know, see if you can find that. But I'm not gonna tell you where it is. But if you find it, <laughs> tag us. Try to find that bracket. Try to find Jimmy. <laughs> he might be there. I might be there, dude. Walk up to me. Take a picture of me. Tag me. Pose it to me. That'd be fun, dude. Yeah, so then That'd we went cool. to the beach. We got, we got like, a decent... Uh, like, that was my first trip to the beach of the whole summer. Yeah. Very, very, like, revitalizing. I was, was like, nice. oh, nice. This is great. Not the best beach day. No. Because um, it started raining heavily. <laughs> very hard. And then we went to Shenanigans after where they were... Uh, I think they were a little pissed we didn't include them in the bracket, dude. They had a little bit of... a couple shenanigans on us. Yeah, they did. They did. I hit them with a classic joke, which isn't a classic joke at all. Almost not even really funny, but obviously a joke. She asked for your ID and you gave her ID and I was like, and I'm the same age as him, so you can probably just card him. And then she was like, That's not how life works. I was like, I know that. <laughs> and then she was like, Why are you so mad about getting carded? I was like, I'm not Well, mad. she looked at your age and yeah. said, Why are you so mad about being carded? Which is just a tell of how old she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh if it's any consolation, we're gonna put him in next year. For the qualifications, I'm gonna do a 32. I'm gonna do a 40 bar qualification for it because uh, I think that will mediate any complaints we had from this year. Yeah, for sure. I saw Guido's burritos down there, dude. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it from the car, and I was like, I guess maybe. Like, is this in like an old uh, buffet restaurant? Yeah, what is this? I had plenty of time to get well acquainted with every bar between <laughs> Zero Street and 30th Street because on the <laughs> way up to fucking Ponzetti's, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, we went to the beach. Got like a good hour in, got rained out to shenanigans. After that, we tried walking back to our cars. Didn't realize how far we walked down. Yeah, we, we were like, it's raining heavily. Let's walk as far away as possible from our cars <laughs> and then have to walk back in torrential downpour. 10 streets. I think it was like 17 streets we had to walk. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was It was, uh, It was. was cool. Though. I mean, I, like while that I was, was walking, fine. it wasn't cool. I was like, this, this was dumb. Yeah, but we all at least had like bathing suits on. Mm-hmm. To, to an extent and then we had the free gear from fishtails so i just switched out of my fucking wet t-shirt and i yeah. was fine mm-hmm. um yeah so then we we're like all right let's fucking end the night up at ponzetti's let's get some pizza fucking dope so good we start heading up there mm-hmm. traffic is standstill it, i mean when even i say worse than when we came in when i say when we say standstill, and it started it like, like downpouring so it got even worse yeah, it was bad. See, I didn't know you were giving me hope because you were texting me being like, yo, the traffic stops after here. And I was like, yeah. wow. But like literally it took an hour for 10 streets, I think. Something yeah. like, like literally an hour, not like exaggerating think, an hour, yeah. Cause, an hour. Because we, I think we were in that for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> we, it took us two hours to get from Fishtails up to like 50th Street. Yeah. 
And uh, we were driving. I, I remember saying, Liv, I was like, I, I got a piece so bad. There's no fucking <laughs> chance I'm making this. Yeah. And so... I see Jimmy, like, three cars behind me in the middle lane. <laughs> Him and Liv jump out of the fucking car, play, like, uh, Chinese fire drill. She gets in the, the driver's seat, and then I just see Jimmy bolt. I thought he's getting... I thought you are getting the passenger seat. I feel like... I thought you just didn't want to fucking drive in that. Yeah. But then I see you bolt it to sun fucking stations. <laughs> I thought you were going to get a hermit crab for a second. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, I forgot the hermit crab. <laughs> <laughs> fucking whoever it was for. For mothers, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and then you just dip out. Yeah, I ran. I had to run like all almost all the way to the beach because it was so crowded <laughs> i, I was just, run to the ocean to pee. I, I was trying to find a place to pee and i was like you know the older you are the less brazen you can be about peeing outside i was like i could get a sex offense charge if i if i find the wrong spot dude. <laughs> like I'm, t- I'm about to be 29 dude i can't just be pissing in public these yeah. days so i like really had to find a spot thank god i ducked behind a dumpster i'm i'm sure somebody saw me but like it's the beach you know and and as i got there i realized i had been away for like five minutes at that point and i was like (laughs) i don't have a phone i don't have anything dude like if by chance i can't find the car i'm fucked like what do i do i don't have a wallet like you know you got to get up to ponzetti somehow honestly if you had to have walked up there you probably would have beat us perhaps perhaps it that's a possibility i probably yeah I mean, you probably could have like called the bus at some point too. Yeah, but I had no money. I think it's free. Is it? Yeah. No. Okay. Or at least I've never paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But luckily, I ran back in the middle of traffic, and then I'm like, I'm just in the middle of the median strip, just looking around. I'm like, I am such an idiot. I am so <laughs> stupid. So stupid. Yeah. And it's I like see Jimmy five feet from my car looking confused <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah he isn't in his car i forgot <laughs> i'm like hey hey three cars back behind the blue car or whatever it was and then you're like oh my god because i don't even think you heard me for the first like 10 yeah. seconds you were like my guardian angel dude when i heard your voice I, all i heard was jimmy what the fuck are you doing i was like oh thank god <laughs> Somebody knows me here. I mean, it could have been anybody. Like, there was like a billion people in that traffic. I was like, there probably somebody would be like, what the fuck is Jimmy doing, dude? Yeah. Thank God it was you. Um, and uh, I found the car, and then it was another like 30, 40 minute drive up there. But that was, uh, yeah, that was an ill advised move on my part. But we made it to Ponzetti's. We made it to Ponzetti's. Turns out they had uh, fucking traffic too. Yeah, but honestly, like they it were. It didn't s- take too long. They it said didn't... it was going to take an hour, and like it pretty much it was an hour on the dot. But also, like that's not crazy for a restaurant. Yeah, it's not crazy at all. Like they, our waitress was like so stressed. She's like, I swear the pizza's coming. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm fine, man. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, we're hungry, but we're willing to wait. Yeah, it was it was so good though. I'm so glad we went there because obviously Liv is from uh New Jersey, New York area, so mm-hmm. she's like, oh New York pizza, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, dude, have you had Ocean City pizza though? <laughs> OC something about the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, they say that shit, dude. The salt air. I. This is this is this is a a thing that I I, I refuse to subscribe to is this idea that when you talk to a New Yorker, they all say that shit. They're always like, oh, it's something in the water that makes the dough better. That's why, you know, bagels and the pizza is so much better. I'm like, (laughs) maybe, but also maybe not. Like, I don't know. Is that a provable theory? You know, like, I'm sure the water is different. 
But also, is that what we're going with? Of all the things that could make New York pizza yeah, better? It's not that there's just like a higher population of Italian people there. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like, like, okay, put it this way. Go to L.A., get a slice of pizza. It sucks. I've never had good pizza in California, and I've only I've only ever been to L.A. and California. So I've never had pe- good pizza in Los Angeles. I've had, like, one good pizza, but it was also, like, it wasn't traditional pizza. It was, like, all of their pizza had, like, spicy hot sauce or, like, yeah. spicy, like, tomato sauce uh-huh. for the base. So the pizza in L.A. in general across the board, subpar, mm-hmm. does that have to do with the water? Or are they just not as good at making pizza no, in they're L.A.? they make, like, healthy pizza. Yeah. And that's never going to be good. So if New York makes great pizza and L.A. makes shitty pizza, is it a possibility that maybe it's not just the water? Like, I think there's some good pizza spots in Maryland, Ponzetti's being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Ponzetti's using any type of special water. Ocean City water? I don't think so. <laughs> there's plenty of pizza places in Ocean City that you'll get shitty pizza, dude. Yeah. Same water. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I went up to New York and made a pizza in my apartment, wouldn't be that good, you know? <laughs> but I've heard about these guys that, like, like there's this one guy in Maryland that, like, imports uh, water from New York to make his bagels. And I'm like, all right, dude. What? Calm down. Yeah, what the fuck? I think that's, like, a little marketing gimmick, though. Oh, like, sure. oh, we import the water from New York. That's where I'm from, from New York. Yeah, then right, they dude. just go to the really? back and turn the tap on. Yeah, how much does that cost you to fucking... <laughs> Post a note on the tap that says NYC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this pipe runs directly from Manhattan. <laughs> Whoever the fuck... They make bagels, dude. I don't know. I just... I, I If you're from New York, prove me wrong, but I, I just think that's one of those New York things. And, like, I like New York as a city, and I think that you guys deserve to talk most of the shit you talk. Because I really do agree that yeah, New York is the city in America. The, the place to get like good pizza consistently is New York. Same place to get good bagels consistently mm-hmm. is New York. But uh, yeah, that doesn't mean you can't get a good bagel here yeah. or a good pizza here. I was taking it to an even better level. I think New York just in general across the board is like just a generally doper city than most cities. Oh, yeah. You know, And obviously we're biased being in Baltimore we're like we're going to recognize the charm of Baltimore and i do think that um the one thing that Baltimore has that New York also has is uh the pride there's a lot of there's a lot of places in the US um um and and i haven't personally experienced this because i feel like the only cities that i've really ever visited have been like prideful cities like when you go to New Orleans they are so stoked to be from New Orleans oh, yeah. you know like you go down there i was in CVS and i was like doing something random i was like I, I don't even know what I did, but I was like, am I allowed to do this? And then some like old Cajun guy was like, yeah, you in New Orleans, baby. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like I was just asking if I had to wear shoes in the CVS, I guess. But okay, <laughs> I'm in New Orleans, baby. But like, so they're proud to be from New Orleans. And uh, not, I love New Orleans, but I mean, I think Baltimore is a, a better city, I think in general than New Orleans, I would say. Not across the board in every category, but I would rather live in the Baltimore metro than the New Orleans metro. No questions asked, dude. I'm not a big swamp guy, you know? Yeah. Like, and Very, most of the South more is... more humid than Baltimore. Baltimore's yeah. humid as fuck. See, I think any place can be good and a great place to live if that's what you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I see a lot of people that, like, grow up in these, like, like middle-of-nowhere, like, nowheresville 
Pennsylvania or something that like they're stoked to be from there, you know? And I'd imagine like if you're from there and you know everybody, it's probably just as fun as if you know, like there's only so many people, this is the thing that gets me, there's only so many people you can know and there's only so many places that you can like frequent, you know what I mean? Like there's only so many bars you can be a regular at, there's only so many close friends that you can like link up with that you see out and just kind of like latch on and drink with them. So it's like no matter what city you're in, whether it's the biggest city on the planet or some small town, your circle of friends is always this like the same size, I would say. You know, like if you live out in Western Maryland, you have like 10 close friends maybe. But if you live in New York, you probably still have like 10 close friends. Now you might have like way more acquaintances and way more people that you know of, but like who cares? Yeah. You know? Like people that you just see when you go out, like okay, great, you know? And I've kind of gotten to this point where it's like when I think about maybe I want to move to another city or something like that, which, which you know, every now and then I'll get this idea, like, wouldn't it be cool to just, because I always have this thing that I think about, which is like, I've only ever lived pretty much in my zip code. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've only, like, I think technically when I was living in Kenilworth, uh, like off Kenilworth, that that was a different, I think that was 21204 technically. Mm. But like, for all intents and purposes, yeah, same yeah. zip code. So I think about that. I'm like, damn, I'll, I'll be 30 next year. And I've never lived anywhere but my hometown. And, like, you see all these, like, tweets and shit like that where they're like, uh, you know, like, person that's never left their hometown, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I mean, but really, I don't necessarily see the need. I would say this. Look, in the same way I said there's only, only so many friends you can have, only so many bars you can go to, there's only, you can only live in one place. Mm. Like, you can you have to find a place to like call your home unless you're like a trillionaire or a billionaire where you can have multiple residences in multiple cities and fly around and summer in Los An- summer in Malibu and spend yeah. your winters in New York or whatever you know but for the most part if you're an average person you got to pick one place and live there you know so from my standpoint it's like well why wouldn't i just live here and then go and travel. No matter where, no matter what you do, if I lived in New York, I'd still have to travel to go see anywhere else in the world. I still have to travel to go to Europe. I'd still have to travel. And if I lived in Europe, I'd still have to travel to go to New York or travel to go to California. So it's like, why wouldn't I just live here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Live in Baltimore. That's where my family is. That's where my friends are. And then I can fucking go take trips whenever I want. Yeah. Do whatever. You know, I don't see. I don't. I, I've never really agreed with that. And maybe my maybe my opinion would change if. Uh, I did live somewhere else and be like, oh, this is a new experience. But from what I've gathered, like, I, I think so many people, uh, one second, let me fix the gate on this, by the way. <laughs> there we go. One second, one second. I remember when uh, people were going to like, didn't sound like way different now. Yeah, yeah. Noticeably better. Yeah, you don't get the outside noise yeah. as much. Sorry about that, guys. You were hearing all the outside. Now you're hearing what it sounds like <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> but I mean, also, like, the same person that's going to post shit like that is like, all right, great. You're not a barista in Baltimore anymore. You're a barista in New York. Exactly. Exactly. Like, people that, like, they went away to college and, like, I need to get the fuck out of Baltimore. And it's like, okay, you do understand that no matter where you go, like, you had a shitty experience in high school, socially or whateverly. Um, I hate to say this, but I would venture to say it was maybe because of you. Like, if you had shitty friends all through high school, it's like, 
maybe that was your, maybe that was you were doing, you know, yeah. like if you associated with shitty people. And what makes you think that just moving to another city? Yeah, and, you're still you. Yeah, you're going to attract the same. There's shitty people in every city. It's not like you go to like even when they talk about like the South and how polite it's like. Okay, go to the South then. There's shitty people in the South. <laughs> oh yeah, and there's awesome people in the South. And if you're a shitty person, you're going to attract what you resonate, what you put out. So, like, you could move to any city on the planet, and if you don't fix yourself, you're not going to have fun, you know? So I feel like it, a lot of ways people have this, like, running away from themselves mentality where it's like, I got to get the hell out of here and move to a different city and start over. And it's like, okay, I can understand if you really fucked up in your current city. Like, you just, I don't even know what you have to do in this <laughs> yeah. city to really fuck up. But you fucking go to somewhere else, and now you've turned over a new leaf. Kind of like when I went to Towson University. Like, Towson High School, you know, I was a, I was a clown. You know, I was a clown, you know? And, and people knew me as a goofball. Girls didn't take me seriously. People, nobody ever thought of me as like, oh, that's a guy who, like, you know, we can, like, not just laugh at. Then you go to, then I went to Towson University, and I was like, oh, my God. Only, like, seven people from our high school went here i can reinvent myself mm -hmm. like i can just be me at 19 yeah and well, not and also you finally hit puberty well that too that yeah helped. that too that too <laughs> didn't help that like everybody through all through high school knew me from the time i was like 11 you know it's like dude that's not a good track record yeah, yeah. you know so like now i was like i can go to towson university and then i was able to like be like a smart guy and like I was tutoring people and like I still wasn't getting any ass but I, I hadn't figured that out yet but like I was different you know slightly yeah, yeah. but at the same time I still clowned my way back into the same social circle <laughs> you know like I still you can't run away from that you yeah, know yeah. and now I'm an adult and now my, my friends are comedians so like what do you want you know it's like you've been going your whole life and so I don't know my whole point is I'm never moving out of Towson. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Nah, I'm Don't just even ask me. Yeah. I might. I mean, I might. It kind of, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it depresses me to think that I might not. But also, if everything goes according to plan, then I should be able to take a bunch of trips, tour places, play music in different cities, do fucking podcasts in different cities. That'd be sweet. Yeah. And then come back home, home to base. Towson and eat a Katmandu at the end of the weekend, dude. Yeah. That's my life dream, dude. Go to Towson Best, get called, hey, my friend. Yeah. How's it doing? How's your mom? Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with that, dude? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with that, dude. No. If if you don't have places that you can walk into and be like, hey, my friend, blah, 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 that's on you, bro. And you're not going to have that in New York. You're not going to have that in Australia. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. My point is, is that it's not just something in the water in these cities. I think that's what I'm really getting at, is that... There's culture there. You know, there's culture in New York. And so much of the culture in New York is about their fucking food, their mm -hmm. pizza, their bagels. The culture in Baltimore is much more seafood related, you know? You know, crabs and crab related things, you know? Yeah. Old Bay, stuff like that. Um, but we have a lot of pride. I feel like there's a bunch of cities like, you know who I don't think has a lot of pride? Um, L.A. Mm -hmm. I think they have a lot of ego. But not but also, a lot of no pride. one's like from LA, really. Exactly. Everyone who goes there still reps their city. Yes, and that's that's kind of the other thing that bugs me about. Uh, it's kind of the same thing we talked about with uh, music. How like one band does something, or one artist, rapper, whatever does something has a certain sound, and everybody else is like, "Oh, that's the sound." And they try to copy it. It's like there's like New York, 
and then or LA and then you go there and it's like 50% of the people are just people trying to be from LA or yeah. trying to be from New York like this is where it's happening I want to be a part of it but it's like dude you're not like you're just you're just a bandwagoner dude nobody really moves to, I mean people move to Baltimore mm -hmm. but nobody like is like sitting in Los Angeles and it's like I'm moving to fucking Baltimore baby big <laughs> you never know bro I mean I'm, like I said I'm sure it happens but sure like happens. there's probably way more expats uh, in Los Angeles from Baltimore than I would imagine people that came from LA. I mean, Here. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, those cities have pride because you actually have depth and it's like, yeah, my grandfather used to live on this street and like, yeah, he was a firefighter, blah, 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 blah. You go to LA and it's like, yeah, I'm from Michigan. Yeah, they shot the office in that warehouse over there. Cool, dude. There's no <laughs> culture. There's nothing to build on. It's just a bunch of people passing through trying to be a part of something. It's a city of, of posers city of a uh, wave rider city mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there's no waves baby no waves bro you know where the waves are at dude the bay Ooh. <laughs> fucking baltimore <laughs> harbor dude that's the waves we're riding baby hell yeah wouldn't recommend it <laughs> definitely not do not sanitary. get in <laughs> but that's where it's at dude so i think i think there is something to be said for bigger cities having less culture you mm -hmm. know like new york can get away with it because new york is like um New York has... New York is like the hub of all cultures. Yes, yes. And it has a very high ratio of like people that are actually from there versus people that are just there now. You know what I yeah. mean? I don't think the same goes for LA. When I meet somebody who was like born in LA, I'm like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Were you just like an extra your whole life? Or yeah. What, what's going on? Kind of the same thing when I meet somebody in Baltimore City that was actually born in Baltimore City. Where it's like, oh, okay. Like, that's interesting, you know? I feel like there's like, I don't really meet too many people like us that like were just born in the city. Like, unless they were born in like the really, really nice parts. You know what I mean? Like fucking like Roland Park. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's like a different level, mm -hmm. you know? But yeah. So uh, certain cities have different cultures. And I think Baltimore is up there with pride, baby. And I think uh, Ocean City is definitely up there with Pride, dude. Oh, they got a big ego. Yeah, Pride and ego, dude. <laughs> pride and ego. There is something but like... Shout out Fishtails. They're the fucking best. There is something charming about being a, a townie, though, that I've always enjoyed. I've mm -hmm. always enjoyed that I was from Towson. When I would go to, like, bars when we were in college and, like, people would be like, oh, where are you from? I'm like... Where'd you go to high school? I'm like, Towson High School. I'm like, I didn't know that was a high school. I'm like, yeah, it is, baby. It's right over there. It's right over there. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, that's cool. I feel like that's the same pride that like when you're in Ocean City and you talk to somebody who's a local and they're like, I'm from, I'm from that street right there. It's like, oh, that's cool. Which one of those trailers were you from, dude? That's sick. <laughs> yeah, what do you do for fun around here? <laughs> talk about being from here <laughs> and surf, dude. Lots of surfers, you know? Mm-hmm. Didn't know. I never noticed that until I started Big paying surfing attention. Surfing culture in Ocean City for the waves that strike like a foot from the shore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get to surf for like three seconds every uh -huh. time. Yeah. Um. As I was driving home through the north side, I was driving through Delaware, and I gotta say, no offense to anybody from Delaware, but Delaware is a, a, not a great state. Mm -mm. You know, it's just not anything about it really charming. Like, it's like it's very plain. Like Eastern, and I'll say Eastern Shore of Maryland kind of sucks too mm -hmm. like eastern shore maryland sucks but delaware is like if 
you took the eastern shore like, of Maryland and made it a state. Like on the beach stuff in Delaware is really nice, but like once you go Bayside and back into like the county or whatever, like yeah, it's yeah. just like it looks like you're driving through like back roads everywhere yeah. you drive, no mm-hmm. matter how close it is to the ocean. Yeah. It's like, am I about to like stumble upon like a fucking farm, mm-hmm. a corn maze or some shit? Like, what's going on? It's literally all corn. At least in Western Maryland, there's like mountains and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got to Western Maryland, like, that's kind of cool. Or know? like, there's like, I don't know, people put like fences up or like anything, anything to literally liven up. The anything, place. dude. Like, it's like Delaware is basically like an unfurnished apartment. It really is. It's just fucking empty. It really is. You would think somebody would do something yeah, about it. you think that. someone would put like a rug down or like <laughs> at least get a chair. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, but there's nothing. And I don't mean to shit on a state as not a even whole. sidewalks. Yeah. Did you notice that? There's no sidewalks. There's no sidewalks, sidewalks Where do people anywhere. <laughs> just road and grass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so unappealing. And I, I, I don't know. It's like. They're the first state, dude. They've had the longest to get their shit together. They are They've the first state. They've had so much state. time to get their shit together. But maybe that's the thing. Like, people don't pay taxes in Delaware or whatever the fuck. So maybe, like, the state's like, yeah, fuck you. We're going to put sidewalks down. You're not you know paying what? for it. I didn't even think about that, but that is an excellent point. Because in Delaware, they have to pay for their trash removal and shit, too. Well, they pay income taxes. So they just don't pay sales tax, mm-hmm. right? Like, There's they something still... about, like, I think, like... I don't know. Like when you go to a when you purchase something, you don't have to pay the extra tax. But they definitely still have income taxes. It's not Puerto Rico where you just mm-hmm. go there and you're just like, "Fuck it, bro." But they don't pay taxes on some shit. Like I know people retire in Delaware because they don't have to pay. Like I don't know if it's property tax or like whatever the fuck people have to pay when they buy a house. I have no clue about any of that shit. I think uh, this might be the 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 most socialist thing I've ever said. But I will pay higher taxes to not live in Delaware. <laughs> Like I'm, yeah, Delaware sucks. I'm searching for the Unless limits. Unless I have like a beach house, yeah. Like I'm not living in Delaware anytime soon. Like if you're searching for the limits of how libertarian you are, <laughs> just think: Would I live in Delaware? And that'll answer your question. If the answer is no. Then okay. Yeah. And that's pretty much where I'm at, dude. You know, like I'd like grass to be mowed. Maryland. As much as people have to say about Maryland, beautiful state. Beautiful state. When you great get to the roads, great roads. You can always tell when you're entering Maryland from Pennsylvania or Delaware because the roads instantly get so nice, instantly better, and and the median ships are mowed. That's yeah. something you take for granted, dude. When you drive through Georgia, it's like there's just two roads in the middle of a field, and the field <laughs> is just growing above you. You know, in Virginia, they just have giant mounds in the middle. And Tennessee, mm-hmm. they just build a hill like so big that I guess that if you were to veer off the road, you just get like big air and just jump over the <laughs> oncoming traffic into the ditch on the other side. I guess they're like, we can either make a guardrail or we can make like a really big X Games jump yeah. to avoid uh, crashes. Jesus. And Maryland does the opposite. We have a ditch, dude, which is not as good, I feel like. A lot I don't of mind get, the ditch. I don't, I don't mind it. I've never been in one. I think I would mind it if I ran wound up. Oh, in if one. I was in the ditch, I'd I wouldn't be worrying about the ditch. I'd have like other worries first. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think your opinions on ditches would vastly change. Yeah. Once you find yourself in one, because it's easy to get off a hill. Not so easy to get out of a ditch, dude. True. You gotta get, you gotta get like a helicopter. <laughs> I think uh, I'd probably be fucked in a ditch. I think I'm like front wheel or no, I'm all wheel drive. I guess so. That might be good. But my old car was front wheel drive. I think that's bad for hills. Yeah. You want um or maybe it's good. I don't fucking know. Who knows? I think uh 
Yeah, I don't know which one is better for hills. I think rear wheel drive is just better in general. Hmm. Just because, uh, I don't know, because it's pushing instead of pulling. <laughs> I don't know. I got to fucking... All, I'm not, we're not mature enough to start thinking about mechanics, the dude. fucking drive of our cars, <laughs> yeah. dude. That's the last thing I think about, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, is it? do all the wheels work? That's about where I'm at with cars still. Now, maybe my next car, maybe, I could see myself splurging for like a nicer car, but not too nice. Yeah. You know? I don't even... I, I almost would feel uncomfortable having too nice of a car. Because I just feel like it's like... Yeah, you just wait to fuck it up. Well, that too. I mean, I, I'm de- I still haven't made my way as a driver. I'm not a bad driver, but I'm a very like, whoops, driver. <laughs> 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 like, when it comes to dialogue, I, I would rather drive than most of the people in my life if we're going on a trip together. Mm-hmm. But like, I'll, I'll scratch a, a bumper, you oh, know? Yeah. I won't dent it, but I will scratch it. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm not going to do that in an Audi. That no. sucks. No, no. But also, like, I don't know. Maybe when you're in that situation and you have that car, I guess, I don't know. If you, I feel like if you have the, enough money to have a nice car, you might not even care about scratching it or bumping it because you know you can just fix it. Well, that's, that's, I mean, I was getting more at it from the angle of like, yeah, the repairs thing is one thing, but it's also like one of those things where it's like, okay, dude. Once you get to the level where you're buying Porsches and uh, Audis and, and Ferraris and shit, it's like, they'll talk about like fuel economy. It's like, dude, if I have a Ferrari, I don't give a shit about gas mileage. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not taking the family on a trip to California. I might. <laughs> yeah, I'm not driving the Ferrari to fucking Ocean City. Yeah. But I might. If I drive but a also, Ferrari to Ocean City, I do it once. Yeah. I don't care about the gas mileage, dude. I'll fill up the. T- the I have a Ferrari, bro. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm stopping at a gas station and be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 301 now? Yeah. You're probably stopping at more gas stations even when you don't need gas. Yeah. Just to fucking flex. Just to flex, dude. Pull into fucking Pittsville, Maryland. Be like, you ever seen one of these? <laughs> Sorry, just topping this off. You're paying like five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see some real speed? Just trying to like hit on people. I was getting more at it from the from the angle of like, I just think there's a certain level of car where it starts to come off as douchey, and I know that's an unpopular opinion because I feel the same way about clothes. It depends on like how old you are, because if like let's say you're fucking like 22 and you had like some super car or whatever, it's like all right, you didn't fucking earn that, like or maybe you did, maybe you're fucking genius, like tech whatever, but like. You're never going to, like, look the part for that car. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like once you get, like, in your 30s or whatever, and you have, like, a nicer car, like, it's it's more expected. Not expected, but it's more, like, accepted. Yeah. Well, okay. I I agree. I think that's a good point about the age thing. There's definitely an age factor to it. Because that was, like, such a thing when fucking... Remember when Jonah got like the Audi or the Audi or whatever? Audi, yeah. And it would be like, Audi, Audi. <laughs> yeah. Um, like that was because he was just so young having that car. And like, you know, he worked for it and he fucking, you know, has like a nicer one now. So like, good for him, dude. He fucking grinded and he fucking did his thing. Yeah, but that's like, what you want, yeah. But it was such a like unexpected for us at that age because we're like oh we're all driving beat up old cars like that we got hand-me-down or got super cheap like yeah yeah uh i get like seeing a fucking little kid in a suit too big yeah <laughs> yes well okay again i know that a lot of people wouldn't agree with me with this um because 
I think the same, like I said, I think the same thing about clothes. I think like there's a difference between having a very nice suit, you know, or like a nice sweater, nice pants, nice shoes, especially nice shoes, really like, um, a nice watch, maybe a, maybe a bracelet, but I don't know. It's a little out of my league. Rings, rings is put, I I don't know. I, I, I've, I'm, I think I've pretty much decided the only ring I'm ever going to wear is my wedding ring. I don't see myself being like fucking Ric Flair with the rings, you know? Yeah. But like, I guess, I don't, it's always, I, I it's always peeved me when people get things to, when you can tell they're doing it to flex some type of status. Like, um, and there's, and, and, and that's a judgmental thing on my part because not everybody who has like high level fashion items, like for instance, like you're wearing a Supreme hat, mm-hmm. but I don't think you're wearing a Supreme hat to be to other people like, yeah, that's right, bitch. I can afford Supreme. You yeah, know what bitch, I mean? Like, I got this for $40, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're wearing a Supreme hat because you're in the fashion, you're in stuff like that. Like, you get cool sneakers and shit like that. That's different. Mm-hmm. So, but like, and I guess if you're really yeah, I don't in, buy that shit like resale or anything. Yeah. But I guess if you're like really into cars, then I could see having like a really nice car. But I tell you what, dude. But they're like, if you were, it would make sense if you also like knew how to work on it too. Exactly. Yeah. Like for instance, like it's kind of the same thing we were talking about with the with the sex chains, not the sex change, the sex chains where you tie people down with your handcuffs. Yeah. And like the same, how I use that metaphor for like a kid who just learned how to play guitar and gets like the nicest guitar, the nicest amp. It's like you're a poser, bro. <laughs> you know, where it's kind of the same thing with cars. You're it's a sex poser. Dude. <laughs> sex poser. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing with cars, where it's like, dude, like. If, if you have a Ferrari and I talk to you about that Ferrari and you can be like, yeah, dude, like this type of engine, blah, blah, blah. And I can tell you like you're really into cars and cars are your thing. And like you all your life, you just wanted to work hard enough to get this car that you're really into because you love cars. That's different. But if you just pull up in a Ferrari and you're like, yeah, park that shit up front, walk in with like two girls on either arm to like lock bar <laughs> or something while the valet is yelling at me as I unload because hmm. I'm taking up your spot. It's like, dude, fuck you. You know, it's like. I, I've never seen myself because I'm not into cars mm. pulling up in a car that is like a head turning car. I don't ever see myself in a head turning car. I mm. see myself in a car in my future where we're like leaving a bar, like you, me, we're all doing something, whatever. We go back to our cars and somebody's like, oh, that's a nice car. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I just got it. It's uh, whatever. You know, that's mm. the extent. Like you hop in my car, you're like, oh shit, the seats work? <laughs> That's cool. AC Ooh, on? Damn, seat warmers. Yeah. It's like, that's the extent, dude. Like when I would almost feel self-conscious driving a car down the street where people are like, damn, like that's not me, bro. You know? Yeah. But you don't think like, like, I think for me, I think I'm in the same boat as you, but that's just because I'm like, I don't know. I but I do think like if you know, let's just fantasize and say fucking whatever this shit blew up and we Mm -hmm. signed the hundred million dollar deal to fucking Spotify or whatever. I would buy a fancy car then. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, you wouldn't buy like some fancy car then. It's so the Rogan deal. It's so hard to tell, dude. And 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 the reason, the reason I'm I'm still on the fence about it is because. My friend Sean would always be like, dude, you don't understand. Like, the more money you make, the more money you spend. And that's why he would always still be like, 
kind of not broke but not broke obviously but just like Mm -hmm. you know like still like on the same level of like uh this flight's a little expensive or something like that where i'm like damn dude you make like so much money like it's like dude like but yeah if you're spending if you're like you go out to bars you wind up buying more expensive shit you want up like so you wind up spending proportionally to how much you make so you always find yourself in the same financial situation yeah and like he swore that was the case but I've made more and more money over the years progressively. Not a lot, but I make more money now than I did two years ago and then more there than two years before that. So I've been progressively making more money. I haven't noticed any significant changes in what I treat myself to. Like, I still wear the same six shirts. I still have one pair of pants. I still have one pair of shoes for every occasion. And when I say occasion, I don't mean like casual bar outing. I mean like... (laughs) Every occasion, like warm or cold, yeah, warm or cold, (laughs) church or not church. That's like, you know, like is somebody, is there any religious aspect to this ceremony, whether it be a wedding, a funeral, a sermon? I'm putting on my dress shoes. If there's no God involved, or if it's cold, or if it's cold, (laughs) chucks, and if there's no God involved, then it's not cold, flip flops. Exactly. That's literally, oh, and workout shoes. Which I bought Which for like thirty the bucks. Last pair of chucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the previous chucks that have holes in them now. So it's like I've seen up to this point in my life that I haven't noticed that like as I've made more money, I've been like, ooh, let me fucking like okay, I bought this watch for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Looks okay, but it's not like a head turning watch, but it's a nice watch, you know. Yeah, and it, you just wanted a watch. Just wanted a watch because my other one stopped working. That was gifted to me, mm-hmm. you know, and so this cost three times less than how much it would have cost to get that other one repaired. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I have to wonder that if I ever do get to the point where I am have a ton of money, if I would spend it on shit like that, you know? Because, like, I think I would spend it in stuff on stuff that's, like, appreciating versus depreciating. And that's the other thing my brother told me. Oh, you buy a Rolex, it's like an investment. It's like, dude, don't try to sell me on that. Like, you know, there's a lot of things you can buy that are an investment yeah. that I don't think. I mean, I think technically it's true if you like really keep it nice and like maintained or whatever, or if it's like a rare model mm-hmm. or whatever, like that could potentially appreciate in value. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I don't think any of our, uh, like our friends or any of us should buy a fucking Rolex right now. Yeah. Like, unless, of like, not. I don't know. It's just a thing that it's like, all right, let's get a house first. But I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I have friends that like, you know, have described that like they're one, they have Rolexes, and one of their goals in life was to get a Rolex. And it's like one of my goals in life was to get a fake Rolex, and I got one. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I respect that goal. Yeah, you know, I think I would draw the line here. I think that as long as the price point matches the functionality, I respect it. So. I can understand dropping another $20 on a pair of underwear mm-hmm. because that pair of underwear is better than the cheaper through the loom underwear that you're wearing right now, that I'm wearing right now. Yeah. I can understand, but the second you're dropping another 20 bucks on the same pair of underwear just to have a certain name across the band, I no longer respect that. Because it's like, okay, dude. But also, what if it is really comfortable? That's what I'm saying, though. So, like, if if there is a dip... What if, if the, it is worth it? If it's worth it, I respect it, it. If it's worth it, I respect it. But I think, like, for instance, you get a pair of Calvin Klein boxers. 
there's probably there are boxers you can buy i'm sure of it mm-hmm. that are significantly less expensive oh yeah bro that are made out of the same fucking material like it's cotton dude like it's cotton you get a pair of underwear okay if the cut is better as you go at the price point but there is a premium price point where the it stops being about the functionality and the actual performance or whatever and it starts just becoming about the brand name mm-hmm. you know kind of with liquors it's like why is a shot of of this one particular liquor like $80 a shot but you would enjoy this $15 shot which is still more expensive than our, like it's still a good yeah, they're liquor it's going to get you drunk yeah they're both going to get you drunk and honestly there might not even be any tangible difference in the actual quality of it yeah. other than the marketing especially if you've already been drinking exactly no that, I, that is difference. one of the best rules that i think everyone should follow is if you are a person who does enjoy a good beer or a good liquor um do it first yeah go out and make your first drink a scotch that's like a nice scotch dude buy your third drink you can switch to fucking rail scotch and soda. You can switch to Miller Lights. I will go out. If I go out, I'll get like, you know, my first beer. I'll get like a nice, like we got like Corona premieres the first round and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we had like four of those. And then by the end, it's like, dude, I'm good with Millers, dude. When we got yeah. to Ponzetti, I was like, I'm drinking Millers. I'm not buying fucking Goose Islands every round. No. I'm past that. I'm not so, I'm not drunk, but I'm beyond the point of like caring about what I'm drinking. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, but I think liquor is a perfect example of that because it really is so much about the marketing and the prestige about the label and the branding versus mm-hmm. the actual quality. Jack Daniels used to be a rail whiskey. Back in the 90s, it was considered a rail whiskey. Now it's considered a, like, you know, it's not a rail. It's like a cult, what they call call. So there's like, there's rail, which is bottom shelf, like, cheapest liquor then there's call liquor which is like a liquor that you have to request you have to call for it mm-hmm. or else they'll just give you the cheap one by default so you have to specify this liquor that's called call and there's top shelf so rail call top shelf jack daniels is a call liquor now used to be rail they haven't changed anything about it they have done nothing to jack daniels since the 90s it's been the same recipe since 18 fucking 20 yeah but they they branded themselves they branded it they started doing like all right, this is Jack Daniel's barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. We're using really cheap liquor to add flavor to an already really cheap thing. Yeah. And it'll make it taste different and maybe a little better. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. But maybe worse. It says you know, Jack Daniel's, so that yeah. gets in people's head. Jack or, and Coke. Yeah. People just order Jack and Coke. Oh, let me get a Jack and Coke. You can just keep raising the price of Jack Daniels. People are going to keep buying Man. shit because they know they like a Jack and Coke. That's when you know that you have made it as a marketer um, because uh, like Coke, for instance, is synonymous with soda. Half yeah. the time when you say Coke, they might not even have Coke, but you're, I'm not going in. Can I, get a, can I get a soda? I'm saying, can I get a Coke? And then they might be like, oh, we got Pepsi or we got this. Okay. But everybody's saying Coke. So like it becomes synonymous with the drink. Like, I say whiskey diet for my drink mm-hmm. um, because I really don't give a shit. I do not really think KG, Kentucky Gentleman's, all that great. So if they only have that, I might get like Jim Beam, which I like. Jim Beam is an actual bourbon, mm-hmm. meaning it was, I mean, I, I do taste the difference between Jim and Jack. But Evan Williams is my favorite bourbon whiskey 
for that price. I mean, there's definitely some bourbons that are like really nice that I'll like pretend to know this difference, but I don't fucking know the difference. You like Maker's talk. Mark, dude, like, come on. Yeah, who cares? I don't fucking know the difference. I think the only time I've ever had noticed a difference was with like four roses once. Evan Williams wins blind taste tests all the time. <laughs> the, one of the cheapest liquors you can buy. And so I think there's a lot of things in life like that where it comes down to status. And if I ever get the vibe from you as a person that you are purchasing one thing over another thing simply to say that you have that thing instead of the other thing when they're both the same product. I mean, who cares what I think? But I, in my mind, I'm going like, oh, that's a status move. You're doing this for status. I would keep purchasing nicer and nicer cars as long as the performance of that car was proportional to the price I'm paying. Hmm. Like, obviously, there are better cars to own than a 2015 Nissan Altima. Yeah, for sure. So I'm when I have more money, I might go out and get a, a 2016 Nissan Altima. Exactly. You know, something like that. <laughs> but like, once you get to the point where it's like, okay, I got a fucking Audi, but now I'm going to get a fucking Bugatti and wake up in it. It's like, dude, why? Why do you need a Bugatti? Does it do anything different? I'm sure it might, but the speed limit's 70, bro. Yeah. What are you doing with the Bugatti on the interstate? Speeding, Speeding? And getting tickets. That's and the other not thing I never understood. Because I already have the money to buy a Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've never understood is the whole like people talk about like performance and it's like, dude, are unless you're taking us to the track every weekend, yeah. Who cares? Or like, if you as, like live near the Autobahn or whatever the fuck it's called. As far as I'm concerned, my Ultima is as fast as your Bugatti. <laughs> because when we're driving to Ocean City, we're getting there at the same time. Yeah, I'm speeding past it because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna get pulled over if you go five over. Exactly. So I think that's where I draw the line is when when stuff becomes not about the stuff anymore. Um, so yeah, I think that's fair. I think, I think that's it's fair. fair, but also I think that's your poor mentality thinking about it. I think if you, if you got to the point where buying a Bugatti wasn't just a hypothetical and it wouldn't even like dent you, I think you'd be like, and not even necessarily a Bugatti, but if you just saw like a nice ass car one day and were like, oh shit, I could buy this. Yeah. I'm getting it. You wouldn't do that? If you saw the fucking, a real ass transformer could turn into a robot that you could also pilot, but it was also a fucking sick car and you're a fucking multi-billionaire and you're like, just happen to be shopping for a new car anyway. And you see that on the lot. You're not going to be like, oh, let me get this fucking Roomba. I okay, and this is I think this is another thing that goes back to our uh, earlier point in this conversation about the age thing. I'm at a point right now where if I had disposable income to that level, before I got a Bugatti, I'd get a fucking studio that's not a garage. Yeah, I'd get. Uh, but the, this is way past all that shit. So this is after I've done everything I ever need to have done, because as long as I have that kind of money and I'm still doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be spending it on functional shit. Like, yo, I'm going to get the dopest fucking camera ever. I'm going to get Steven Spielberg to direct our podcast. <laughs> like, like that's where I'd be thinking. I'm not going to take $500,000 and buy a fucking car when I could take $500,000 and spend it on making every episode of LFTS a short film. Mm. Fucking, I don't know. I don't even know how you'd do it. There would be a point where it'd be like, what are we doing? But like, that's where I'd be thinking. Like, I would buy like sick stuff, get in the nicest studio and record like albums with like million dollar budgets, you know, and fund it myself. You know, yeah. that would be cool. 
It's like, dude, what am I going to do with a Bugatti? It's going to be... It's just You're going to keep... show up to the studio for that recording session and be like, this could be you one day if we make a hit. <laughs> I guess you're... I, I guess you're right. And and I, it could be a poor man mentality. You got to play the part when you're that, when you're that guy. You got to be that guy. You can't pull up in a fucking 2015 Altima. I wouldn't pull up in a To a business meeting? Of course not. I would not pull up in a 2015 Altima. Um, 2020 maybe but 2020 of course this would be in 2030 <laughs> so, still the same thing actually worse at that point um one of my favorite sayings and there is such a thing uh about what you said the poor man mentality a lot of poverty is a mentality um why are you going <laughs> because i think that there's certain people that would be like people need to stay asleep about it yeah you're undermining the fact that like some people are in like positions that they can't get out of it no, like, that's yes, definitely a thing that's a thing but also there is absolutely a thing where poverty is a mentality and uh where that's what you're used to and that's all you expect out of life and that's what you i mean look touchy subject whatever um one of my favorite sayings poor men spend Middle class men save, rich men invest. I think spending on frivolous shit is poor man mentality. Mm. I think uh, that when you have money, that the best thing to do with that is to invest in uh, in uh, stuff. Well, yeah, you could say invest in stuff you enjoy because an investment doesn't necessarily have to be a financial return. It can also be frivolous spending. Frivolous spending if that's what you enjoy. So if you enjoy, <laughs> <laughs> you can invest in spending frivolously. <laughs> or you can frivolously spend and claim it's investments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I this guess what... Camel well, Crush was an investment. What was an investment? <laughs> I consider it as an investment. <laughs> Terrible investment. But that's why I talk to fucking like Joe about this shit and I get in arguments with my friends all the time about stocks. Everybody's always talking about stocks. Ooh, we got to invest in stocks. It's like, I mean, dude. It's probably a good thing to do. I do it. But also, I know it's fucking boring and I don't even understand it. So I don't talk about it. Look, here's what stocks are. For anybody wondering what stocks are. <laughs> um, stocks are people with businesses and products that other that that they offer you a share of it, and then you go, "Wow, I really believe in this product. I'm going to give you some of my money so I can see some of the return off of the hopeful success of this product slash company." Um, if I were to take a thousand dollars out of my bank account right now and invest it in other people's companies. That would be tacitly saying that I believe in those other people's companies more than I believe in myself. That yeah. I think that $1,000 out of my bank account better serves me by giving it to someone else to do what they want to do and pursue their dreams than to put it into some, the stuff that I'm doing. When I talk to Zach about that shit, I say, dude, um, I get that you have a lot of money and you have enough money to go out and buy a house cash and then flip it for more cash. That's cool. Yeah. I don't have that. If you're a person... But at that level... Yes, buying stocks makes sense because you have enough liquid income to literally just put some away and let it work for you. Bingo. Like, but that's the thing. Like, you don't have to fucking, like, if your situation is like, hey, I can either put $500 onto fucking stocks or $500 to fucking get a new tire for my car, 
you should get a new tire from your car. Don't fucking invest in stocks. Absolutely. But if you have money that's just sitting in your bank account that you know is going to be there and you don't need it for anything else and, like, you are already saving money, just put, like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't fucking do this, but I should. But literally every week, just fucking put 20 bucks away. Put yeah. 20 bucks away. Because 20 bucks isn't fucking shit. Mm-hmm. If you put 20 bucks away, let's say. 1000 bucks by hand of year. Yeah. 1040 bucks. 1040 bucks. You did the math for me before I could even open my phone. 1040 bucks and then you put that into a fucking This is all I'm not an expert or whatever. This is just advice I was given that I didn't follow. But I kind of follow a little bit. Yeah. But you know, if you can, 50 bucks a week. That's even more money a year. 2500. And literally put that into a fund, a EFT or whatever the fuck it's called where smart people who know what they're doing will put together a portfolio of like high performing stocks and you put shit in there and literally just let it sit. Just let it fucking sit and little by little it'll fucking just cake you up money. Yes. Absolutely. You don't have to do anything about it. That is good advice that I now think I will follow after hearing out. You know, it's funny. You hear things like that and you're like, wow, $20 a week. I know for a fact I can put away $20 a week. Yeah. I could probably do $50 a week. Honestly, yeah. that's a good way of looking at life in terms of like, dude, I want to be able to put a down payment on a house in two years. Okay, so what do I need to do? I would like to be able to put 20 down, twenty grand down on a house. Yeah, start a new bank account or like yeah. go to your bank where you have a bank account and say, hey, can I get another like thing that I can just put money in? Yeah, that you will refuse to allow me to touch because I have a savings account and I just use that as a checking account. I just yeah, put exactly. money in my savings account. I'm like, well, I'm out of money in my checking account. Better just, <laughs> what's savings? What? Yeah, I usually more like other checking. I try to keep some of my checking account, but I never keep too much because like it's better to keep it in saving for the minuscule amount of interest or whatever. Yeah, and also my bank will automatically just transfer shit over, like no fuss, no uh, yeah, no fee. Okay, excellent point. Also, going back to the stocks thing. If you're in a position where you have money sitting around and also you kind of know what you're doing a little bit or you have a broker that's actually putting you in worthwhile investments and shit like that. Or if you just spend like literally over pandemic, like I pretty much doubled my shit just from fucking barely doing it, looking at it every day, like trying to notice trends, literally bullshit, Mm -hmm. like literally not even looking at shit. Other than just like getting a feeling of things, made up bullshit, and I was able to fucking double my shit. Okay. This is a conversation I have with Joe. Joe, young kid, 22 years old, about to be 23 next week. Um, so Joe's about to be 23 years old. Mm-hmm. He has a regular 23-year-old job, making like close minimum wage, full-time, whatever. Uh, so not a lot of disposable income, mm-hmm. um, if any. But Joe puts a couple hundred in stocks here and there and blah, 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 blah. And I was saying to him that uh, when you're in that position, if you are a person who is living essentially paycheck to paycheck, and when I say paycheck to paycheck, I don't mean like every two weeks you're like, oh, God, I can't wait to get paid because I'm fucking broke. I mean, like, I don't have any food in my house. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like you have some money. Maybe you can take a trip here and there. You have some money in the bank, but you're not fucking rich. And like if one fucking thing went wrong in your life, 
Like if your fucking car was stolen or if like something broke and you don't have the money to repair it, it would, yeah, it would put a back. dent, you know, like if you're in a position where one thing going wrong, one or two things going wrong in your life would, would, would put you in a position where it's like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm broke again. Then you have no business putting money in stocks, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. When I talk to Joe and I'm like, dude, you got to look at investing and understand what you're really doing. And and like we you were talking about like... Yeah, well, it also depends on the kind of investment. Like the thing I'm talking about is like a Roth IRA. So you can't even touch it till you're like 55. Yes, that's good. Because that's a safe investment. That's like, you know you're getting a return. You don't know how much of a return you're getting, but you know that money's working for you. And also there's like less stress. Like, because I look at that as like a fake number because I can't even do anything with it. Yeah. So I'm a little more willing to like... Not really gamble, but I'm like, all right, this shit goes up and down so much that if it goes down, I know it'll go up again. I'm not stressed. Sure. Yes. I'll talk to Joe and I'll be like, dude, you know what would really be an investment? Take the fucking $500 you have in random stocks, like some weed company in in (laughs) Denver. And fucking buy yourself a guitar pedal that you know will give you the sound that you want so that you can fucking put out the music you want and invest in yourself. Like, what you're, you have to understand investment from that standpoint that when you're taking the only money you have or some of the only money you have and giving it to someone else in hopes that they have a return for you, you're basically saying, hey, dude, I trust you more with my 500 bucks. Which essentially, when you're put when you're doing stocks at that level, you might as well just go to the casino. I believe that mm-hmm. if you've got stuff in a Roth IRA, that's different. But if you're just going on there and be like, weed yeah, stocks, if you're, if you're playing like the penny stocks, trying to like get a fucking like yeah. Bitcoin mm-hmm. rise out of it, you're gonna be waiting. Exactly. So why not invest in yourself? And if if you find yourself in a position where because uh, that's like it's like the lottery at that point. It's like yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It is the lot. It is. It is literally like going and putting money on black at the casino. Yeah. You know, and people don't think about that because it's got all kinds of finance and it's legalized gambling in in these cases on Wall Street and most of those transactions, things like that. That's what it is. And so people get involved in it because there's a certain like prestige to the idea of stocks versus the idea of just gambling. But that's really what it is in most cases. And it's like, ask yourself why you're more comfortable putting money on black than putting money on yourself. Ask yourself that. And, you know, like I said, if you have the money to do it where you can't possibly think of another thing that you could invest in yourself that would get you closer to what your goal is, then sure. But if you're spending money, if, if you're if you're putting $500 in stocks and now you don't have $500 to spend on the shit that you need to advance yourself, then that's a fucking problem, dude. That's yeah, a fucking sure. problem, you know? So <clears throat> I don't foresee myself getting to the point where... I, I would say, you know what? I'm going to stop throwing money at myself and start throwing money at, at this fucking company because at that point, I feel like it's just like, you know, kind of gave gotta up. you got to do both, though. You got to do both, but not right now, dude. I, I'm not doing both. It's right like, I got it's an IRA. A, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, That's it's not what I'm talking about. It's more of a long though. play. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about, like the Bitcoin watchers and shit like that. Oh, you know? yeah. Like that. That's a different thing. And like, no shade to people who do that. I'm just saying, like, look, there are people who, like, have their job. It's okay to like dabble in it, I think, but I don't think you should like make that your main focus mm-hmm. because you're you're most likely not gonna fucking succeed. Like most of these things have already like 
like unless there's like a fucking brand new one that starts off super low and is like bound to like be the next big thing like that shit only happens like once every 10 years like you yeah fucking wait and it's a it's a straight up gamble over whether or not that's the thing yeah you, you go in there like oh i think this is gonna you know like shrooms dude when can i invest in shrooms you know and when i can i probably still fucking won't dude you know like there's a bunch of things that like uh call it poor man mentality call it whatever but i just don't I just can't see any investment being worth my time right now other than what you're talking about. Like an IRA, I have one. I got a thousand bucks in there. It's been sitting there for like three years. I think it's up to like a thousand and sixty or something. Go, I think it's up to like fifteen hundred, which is dope. Yeah. Like you know? it just does it for you. But then I was sitting there thinking, like, wow, wouldn't it be sweet if I had that so that I could put that towards getting a house? You know, wouldn't it be sweet if like I had that money right now so I could put that towards like getting like you know anything that i might need clear a toilet like in the studio like anything <laughs> a shower. yeah like a shower like anything you know it's it's just it's just a weird way of thinking i understand why people do it and i've dabbled in it myself and then i was like wait a second this is not me dude this is not me you know and and, and for all intents and purposes it could be if you invest in yourself uh, that could be a losing investment in all reality but i mean so could any investment so why not make it yourself you know you know, but I also understand there's people that like they have their jobs and then they're like they come home and that's it. They they might not necessarily have any like grand pursuits beyond that in terms of like, you know, I, I guess that's a thing. Of course it's a thing, you know. But I feel like that's kind of a a problem too, in a way. Unless your job itself is what you love doing. Yeah. You know? If you're fucking chilling, you're killing it, you're fucking middle classing it up, upper middle classing it up, no shade, bro. I'm not here to hate. Yeah, I'm not Live here your to life. hate. Yeah. Live your life when you retire, I guess. Yeah. So when you're 70, get a fucking Bugatti, dude. Because there's something mm. cool about a, a rich old a man, value, dude. Yeah. You know, it's like when I see a rich old man, I'm like, damn like his cologne is really pungent you know <laughs> yeah i don't know if i want to be that type Smoking of old man jacket. yeah like i kind of wonder what old men are going to be like when we're old men but like I, fucking messy ass tattoos and fucking mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> still dyeing their hair speaking of all this marketing and branding shit i watched a very interesting documentary on uh edward bernays who was the nephew of sigmund freud and he was like basically sauce. i think so maybe how you spell it i don't know it might be because he did advertising for like foods and shit like he okay so i watched this video when i woke up around breakfast time and youtube knows me so like you probably want to watch a documentary about breakfast instead of making yeah (laughs) at 11 (laughs) a.m breakfast instead of making yourself breakfast (laughs) so i was like yeah i'll watch a a documentary about bacon and eggs dude that's cool and it was like why is bacon and eggs the traditional american breakfast so i was like you got me youtube i'm popping it on and they start going on this thing where they're like the reason and he starts off he's like the traditional american breakfast is a staplehold of america it's been going on for like hundreds of years and he's like except it's not and I was like, oh, I love those ones. Like the Vsauce twist where they're like, where he's like, the earth isn't flat. Or is it? Ding! 
and then it like goes in this whole thing you know i'm like okay now you got me bro cold open yeah cold open so he hits me with the oh the american breakfast hasn't always been bacon and eggs what happened well this fucking advertiser edward bernays comes in nephew sigmund freud and he had this fascination with understanding what makes people do things what makes people buy things he was like the first really kind of like founding father of modern advertising i would say and he figured out that like so so what he figured out there was like these four steps and i think the first one was like it's gonna sound stupid if i explain it now but basically bacon and eggs was done because like this bacon this like bacon company was like uh having shorter sales and like people were eating less hearty breakfast because like back in the farm days they would be eating like all these hearty breakfasts to do manual labor then once people started moving to the cities like they didn't need as much of that like hearty breakfast and shit so it kind of just became like a cup of coffee and a piece of toast kind of like how they do in Greece and stuff because Greece yeah. don't fucking work but like so so he was like the companies were like dude we need a way for people to keep buying our fucking shit so then Bernays comes up with this scheme where he's like all right we're going to fucking appeal to people's like lowest baseline desires. <laughs> so he makes like a patriotic thing. He's like, you know, like we're not going to like Americans are hard workers and blah, 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 blah. And we need a breakfast that can like fuel us for and We're not going to be like the fucking French and drinking fucking marmalade in the morning. All that bullshit. And like sipping vermouth like the British. We're Americans. We eat hearty breakfast to do hearty things, blah, blah, blah. And so they start pushing this campaign that like taps into people's psyches where they're like, yeah, I'm fucking American, baby. I'm eating bacon and eggs, dog. Fuck this cereal, dude. If I was yeah. eating fucking cornflakes and shit, not jerking off, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bacon and eggs. They're fucking US of A. Use that bacon grease. I'm gonna go beat off. I'm gonna pray to the flag. <laughs> so he does this whole thing. They're like, and it works. And all of a sudden, people start fucking selling all kinds of bacon and eggs. And then he's like, all right. Let's do that shit with orange juice too, because nobody really wants orange juice. So he's like, "Ooh, let's make this campaign and be like, orange juice is like super healthy and like basically lie to people and tell." And then they're like, "And then they're like, yo, Lucky Strikes comes in." They're like, "Dude, this one got me. This one got me. Lucky Strikes comes in," and they're like, "Dude, women aren't smoking cigs. This is a problem, dude. There's a taboo in society where women feel like it's unfeminine to smoke cigs, and that's like half of our market." You know, men and women. And so they're like, we need you, Bernays. We need you. So he's like, all right. Lucky Strikes comes in. He's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start first. We're going to tell people that thin is in. So thin fashion is starting to come back in, right? And uh, then we're going to tell people that like sugar is really bad for you, which is kind of true. Bernays mm -hmm. is kind of right about that. eating a bunch of sugar. So he does this campaign to women where it's like this beautiful woman smoking a cigarette. And then he's like, uh, he's like, the motto is going to be reach for a lucky instead of a sweet. Basically saying, grab a cig instead of that dessert. Yeah. You know, because Suppress being thin is in. Yeah, exactly. And so people are like, all right. And women are like, ooh, being skinny is nice. And, and, and like, I could smoke a cig instead of eating. That's good. And so people start doing that. And then the company comes back. They're like, all right, dude, we're getting some better sales. Women are starting to buy cigs, but we got another problem, dude. They're only doing it inside. They still won't smoke like out in public because it's still looked as like taboo and like masculine. So he's like, all right, dude, I'm Edward Bernays, bro. I got you on this. <laughs> so then he's like, all right, what we're going to do is link up with this suffragette movement which is in the 20s when they were women were trying to vote and stuff. He's like, we're going to make cigarettes a sign, a symbol of feminism. Mm. And so he goes, 
they had this big New York parade, and he puts in all the newspapers, watch as young suffragettes march during the parade and light torches of freedom. And so he gets, that's what they called him, torches oh of freedom. God. And so he gets all these young women, these like feminist women, to go out and smoke cigs during this parade as a symbol of like, fuck the patriarchy, we're women, we can do what we want. And then all of a sudden, women start buying cigs and stuff like that because they're like, yeah, fuck man, dude, we're, I'm smoking outside now. And so now Lucky Star's <laughs> like, hell yeah, dude, we got women smoking, this is awesome. And he did it by like making it a political movement. He made... Yeah. Their thing, and that stuck with me because I was like, "Wow, that's how like so much of like all of marketing kind of works that way." Where it's like when he said, well, "It's kind of like, funny now because now instead of like trying to push agendas, they're like coattailing agendas. They're coattailing they agendas." Getting too late too to the point where whenever like companies do shit like that, it always has like a level of like Ugh, to it. Yeah, it's like you guys are late. Yeah. And there's also the aspect which I think is the most interesting is that um, these companies are just pushing whatever agenda they can and, and co-opting any movement they can to try to market more of their product. So I think it's so fascinating how all these billion-dollar companies have taken on this, like, woke, like, anti-capitalist type of, like, you know, pro-all-this-shit stance – and then you zoom out and you're like, wait, they're doing that. It's almost it's the biggest uh, stage of irony to me because all these humongously capitalist companies are preaching these like anti-capitalist ideals out of capitalism. Yeah. Like they're making more money. They're they're doing that's the ultimate form of capitalism is marketing to people, making them think that they're resisting capitalism or something, resisting some type of thing. You're part of the resistance by buying our fucking product. Yeah, well, it's, like, the same thing when, like, all, like, those IPAs came out and shit, and it would be, like, Budweiser or whatever made, like, a a craft beer, mm -hmm. and they'd sell, like, it under a fake name or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, you guys are just co-opting a trend, like. Well, yeah, and also look at how Budweiser and certain beers have taken on this, like, you want American beer. <laughs> or, like, trucks. So like, yeah. you drive a Dodge. Cause you're fucking American. Yeah. We don't drive Japanese shit. And it's like that they were saying like before that, before the twenties and before that turn of the century shit, cause this guy was like a propagandist during world war one. That was kind of where, and there was a whole bunch of, um, they, they, they studied all these things during wartime because they were using propaganda to try to figure out how to like manipulate public morale and shit like that mm -hmm. for war times. And then they got out of the wars and they were like, wait a second, we have all this like knowledge about the human psyche and group psychology. And we can use this during peacetime for marketing and advertising. <laughs> Before then, you'd go to a place and they would just tell you like, guys, we can use a war tactic on our own people. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. And so you have, you have like, before then, it was all like facts-based. Like somebody would have a car and they'd be like, yo, like this car gets X to the gallon. It does this. It does that. It does this. And people would be like, all right, dude, cool, whatever. And then they were like, no, dude, you got to take it deeper, bro. You got to make it like a symbol. Like, you got to make your car like a symbol of like manliness in America. Like, your bud, like, you fucking drink a Budweiser outside. There's a bunch of girls in a pool or something. And like, yeah, everybody's having a your fun built time. Ford Tough pickup truck. Bingo. And so you see how these companies have been like kind of playing our psychology to try to sell more of their shit 
which then like divides people. So you have all these companies that are like pushing all these agendas, not because they believe in these agendas, but because these are the agendas that are going to make money. And then the public is so swayed by them because it's literally propaganda type shit. Yeah. And then we're all in the midst because everywhere we turn on the TV, we're always being influx with all this messaging and political stuff. And it's like, it's all like kind of like, it's like a mind fuck in a way a little bit because like we talked about before on this podcast, like I don't believe Nike actually cares. I don't. I believe people at Nike might care, mm -hmm. but I don't think Nike as a corporation truly gives a shit. Like I said, when they have fucking sweatshops in Indonesia, I don't think they actually care about human rights. You know, I don't think a lot of these companies do. I don't think, you know, it's just one of the best examples of that. And I found this interesting was like, um, looking at, um, they did this like collage thing of like during pride month, um, all these companies like BMW and Amazon and all these companies in the Americas had like rainbow logos and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then if you went to like their logos for like the Middle East Twitter, it was just regular. Mm. And it was like, okay, so you don't like, if you really believe that shit, like if you really believed in like LGBT rights, like you would fucking push that shit over there too, you know? Cause that's something that's important. No, it's just marketable here. And over there it would be not marketable. Yeah. So you don't do it. And so it's like, so you're kind of bullshitting, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then it put, so I just found it interesting to see how like the psychology of like propaganda and wartime kind of swept into human psyche in terms of like using that for marketing, which all goes back to the conversation we've been having this entire podcast so far about status symbols and buying products for reasons outside of, of how it benefits you, you know, for reasons outside of things that, that is just like, it's just playing to like your ego or something like that. And, uh, and that's how like Apple became popular. There's like had all those commercials about like, I'm a, I'm a like PC, I'm a Mac. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, I want to be a cool Mac guy. Yeah, that PC guy sucks, dude. <laughs> sucks, dude. So, I, I guess there was really was no moral to that whole thing other than the moral that has already been discussed, which is that uh, I feel like we really are in this midst of um, so much shit going on. And uh, it led me down this deeper rabbit hole thinking about like how... This might sound far-fetched, but <laughs> I could see, and we definitely talked about this on the podcast, but I keep mm -hmm. on coming back to it every couple of months as I develop more of the thought process, um, how I could see a point where the, where like, as we get more immersed in technology and things like that, that the virtual world becomes more appealing than the real world. And, like, if there were a way, follow, bear with me here. Okay. I don't know how this would happen. I don't know how it would be implemented. But let's just say it has been. Where you could, like, tap into this virtual world. Like, this connective virtual experience that isn't just on your phone anymore. It's, like, you can just tap into it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which I think would be the ultimate progression of technology. I mean, it's, like... You can already see how we're so attached to it right now, and then like as technology develops, it just becomes closer and closer. You now you got your fucking watch, and now you whatever. As it gets closer and closer to home, how your actual existence, you could literally tap into a world like almost like a virtual reality, kind of like what they did in the Matrix. Yeah, where you could do whatever you want, you could look however you wanted, you could fuck whoever you wanted, you could eat whatever you wanted, you could go wherever you wanted. 
how many people would opt to stay in the real world? I mean, I guess it depends on how good it was in there. Like, it would obviously be shoddy at first, and you'd probably tap in and tap out. <laughs> like, when they first, just like cell phones, it's like, you know, your first cell phones are like kind of shitty, and like, you have internet, but like, you know, you can really only do like one thing per hour on the internet. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you, you m- most people don't even need fucking computers anymore because you can do like literally everything on your phone unless you're yeah. typing like an essay, which who's doing that after the age of 24? So it's like, you can do most regular shit on your phone. The only time I use a computer is like to edit videos and like stuff that probably eventually you'll be able to do on the phone anyway. Yeah. But for now, still better to have a physical computer. But like, so like, motherfucker. Anyway. That one's sly. Yeah. So like, as it progresses, yeah, I'm sure like they'll probably, ooh, caught him slipping. Caught him slipping. Technology's shoddy at first. You tap in, you tap out. Oh, it's cool. Like I, you know, I went in there. I like, Bang some chick from high school. It was kind of glitchy. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like I went in there and like she only had like two lines that she'd keep repeating over and over again, like a like a video game or something where she was like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I was thinking about today. And like, <laughs> and then you pop out and you're like, eh. You know, it was like as good as jerking off porn. But then the technology keeps going. And you're like, mm-hmm. dude, I went in there kind of like when you're in a dream. And, like, you can have, like, a wet dream. Like, you can mm-hmm. imagine and then feel the sensation, wake up, and you came in your pants. I've never had that. But I yeah, hear I've never thing. had that. But, like, they keep on improving it, the virtual reality, boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden, you go in there, you're like, dude, I can, I just, I just spent a day in, in like, fucking Fiji Islands, dude. Fucking rode horseback with George Washington. <laughs> and banged his wife. <laughs> and we ate like fucking like all this shit. I have a fucking six pack in this realm, dude. I can get anybody I want. I'm the I'm famous in this realm. I'm I am the world's number one pop star in this realm. Okay, so you're talking about being like completely immersed in your own world, not yes. like one that other people can be into. Yes. Okay. And so you have this entire kind of like with Inception, where everybody's in their own dream world. And it's like everybody's like in this like dream world where it's controlled. And like he's like, dude, why are they all asleep? And he's like, well, being asleep is better than being awake for them. It's like, okay, they, they get to do whatever they fucking want in their dreams, dude. When they wake up, they're just regular fucking dudes that they don't really have, they don't really like their lives that much. And it's like, mm. gets to the point where you have the option to basically have everything your heart desires. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, what is the point of real life? At that, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is the like if your life, if your regular life sucks, you don't have shit going for you, but you have this option to go into this realm where everything your heart desires is there. Yeah. How many people would take it? And also, as more and, slope. As but also at the same time, if like, I don't know, why not just make that a reality too? Because that's hard. True. Dude, doing any you can't have everything you want in real life because oh, there's yeah. other people in the game. <laughs> You're one of seven billion people. Like you could even at best, you can do like I would be willing to say that the most powerful person on the planet can still only do like twelve percent of the shit he really wants. Oh, for sure. You know, like, yeah, you could buy that building, you could have this band of of Swedish concubines and stuff. You could do that shit, but it's like you can't just like buy Europe. You can't just like fly. 
to yeah. the moon and chill there. True, true, true. Like all the shit you want to do. Like I, I, right now, I want to run. I want to. I want to just teleport to Pluto. Look at it, and come back, and be like that shit was wild, dude. Yeah, can't do that. You know, twelve percent. Twelve percent's high. You can. But let's go with that. You can do twelve percent of the stuff you want in life if, like, you killed it at life. Yeah. Most people Dude, do I like. I want to go like deep, deep ocean and see if there's like some big ass, like unknown sea creatures. You can't. I can't do that. You can't do that. But in this virtual world, yeah, you could. We could pause this podcast, this virtual podcast. Mm-hmm. You go to the deep ocean, you see a fucking sea monster, and you come back and you're like, "Dude, that was close." But like, but then I don't know. Would it be a virtual you, or would it be actual you, like in another suit? somewhere it would be your consciousness you would Mm -hmm. just be like here right you Mm -hmm. just like tapped in just unconscious yeah and then you're (laughs) we're coming out of the consciousness (laughs) in your mind you can just do whatever you paused and went to pluto real quick (laughs) yeah dude we're back we're back underwhelming (laughs) Uh, i'm glad we're back dude we're back boring cold <laughs> very cold, cold out there. still shivering from <laughs> <Goosebumps>. pluto <laughs> so i guess what my theory is is that as more and more people start to go you know what real life fucking sucks bro i'm going to just do whatever i want in this virtual realm and just living out the rest of my days in my own virtual world where i can still have like relationships with people but it's all like a matrix or whatever and like i actually enjoy my matrix you know hmm. and then as more and more people go to that then it's like less and less people are here and then i'm like dude what happened to fucking matt uh matt's in the matrix now dude he's just done yeah he's just mm-hmm. he's just doing he's doing that now everybody's doing that and i'm like well, nobody wants to hang out and then it's like well dude if you want to hang out you can fucking join us over there what if in your matrix though they develop a matrix like thing and then every one of your connections in that matrix goes into their internal matrix and they don't want to hang out with you anymore well, I guess that would that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you wanted to hang out with me in real life, why wouldn't you want to hang out with me? In, like, I guess like if people are like, dude, in my ideal, I know I hang out with you like every day. But in my <laughs> ideal life, I wish I never had to see that guy. Yeah, that's a me in your matrix. <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude, I'm not gonna start a podcast in the matrix, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have my own thoughts. Yeah. I am Joe Rogan in my Matrix, dude. Like, why the fuck would I come here? <laughs> you still have a studio with no toilet in your fake reality. <laughs> you have the worst Matrix, dude. I'm you not. Pull in- up to here in a Bugatti in your Matrix <laughs> to do the podcast. <laughs> I just think that still no toilet. I think that that is. If I had to guess, I think that is hell. Personally. <laughs> what? I think that hell is not necessarily what we think of when we think of hell, burning in a hellfire. I think that hell would be having everything you ever wanted. Mm. Because I think there I think there's something about the soul not getting religious but just the soul, the spirit, whatever the fuck word you want to use, that needs like the 
I don't know what the word is. Like you need the feed, you need the challenge, you need the feedback. There's something that makes you a better person and a more fulfilled person by actually having to achieve these things. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would be a truly miserable experience to exist in a realm where it's everything, you know, all at once. And that you can tell that that's the point in the thought process you just that said I you'd s- love it. <laughs> I think that I would... Okay, He said you'd never leave it. Here's what I'm worried about, dude. Would you get mad if your girlfriend tapped into a virtual realm and, like, fucked some other dude and then tapped back out? I was like, I didn't fuck him in real life. Fuck him in the virtual realm. Mm. It's like, dude, you're still, like... You still had that experience, but I guess it doesn't technically count, but it's, like, it still kind of counts. It's still yeah. real. I mean, but in that situation... You'd probably be in the virtual realm banging people too. Of course. Yeah. So why the double standard? <laughs> but then what's the point of having like like? It's like why would okay if you're just a single dude, and it's like dude, I'm bored. I'm gonna go tap into a realm and just bang Lana Rhodes, right now. And then you tap out and you're like, all right, I'm good. But is that just jerking off at that point? Pretty much like. Yeah, but you actually are going in there and just, like, you actually had sex with Lana Rhodes. But is it actually her? No, it's like a thought of her. Yeah, but it's just as real. Because you, like, you're you're in there. You're fucking doing it. You know? You're doing it. You have the full experience. And then, like, you're laying next to her and she's, like, talking about shit. And you're like, I'm out of here. Boring. Skip, skip, (laughs) skip. (laughs) And then you tap back out. And you tap back in. And then it's like, you can do whatever you want. It's like, why would you ever go bother going out? talking to girls why would you do that there's got like the second that you can have anything you want at your heart's desire like what is even the point of going back into the real world and having a try like why i'm going to go out Mm -hmm. to fell's point and get shut down by seven girls not that i try to talk to seven girls a night but if you're the type of guy who does why would you do that if you could just not go out at all i mean isn't there that like caveman mentality still though of like wanting to somehow live forever therefore like just creating another you with someone yeah like the the drive to reproduce yeah but like i don't think most people are thinking of that when they're having sex like i think no that's like nature's trick they're like dude we're gonna make you really want to bang and uh the reason for that yeah we're gonna make it feel (laughs) awesome and we're gonna make it occupy 98 percent of your headspace on a day-to-day basis because the ultimate goal of life is to reproduce but then human beings fucking do what we do best, which is trick nature, you know? And then it's like, it's like nature. It's like, dude, it's, nature's like, dude, it's fucking hot. We're going to, you have to do shit. And then humans are like, no, it's not that I got air conditioning. Hmm. Now your heat doesn't matter to me, dude. You know, like it's raining. I got a house. You know, you're just bypassing nature. Nature's throwing up. Nature's like. We want you to reproduce because that's what nature does. Every species has a drive to reproduce. And then you're like, all right, so this is what I got to do. And But like that urge, like I think you're probably only going to, out of all the times that you come and have sex in your life, maybe 0.0000001% of that, maybe even less, is to have a child. True. Every time you go on a Pornhub, yeah, to, you're not trying to have a child when you're 
enough. And if you are, you're beating <laughs> you're up the wrong, wrong. You're barking up the wrong tree, dude. <laughs> it's not how you do it. But like, I think that like, yeah, there's probably a lot of people that are like, dude, in your virtual world, you could have the best family ever. The perfect <laughs> wife. The perfect son. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying you gotta... I mean, I guess it it depends on like how actually like if it actually triggers like the same brain chemistry or whatever like if you're actually getting like fulfillment from it like if you're because i don't know if it would be the same if it was just like i mean i don't know in the beginning i thought you meant like everyone was tagging into the same fucking reality and then like everyone could just be together but you're talking about being like alone in a simulation which like I feel like I don't know if that would be as fulfilling as if it would like other people were there too. Yeah. Well, okay. When you're talking about the brain chemistry, it's like they already show that like getting a like on Instagram or like getting a like on Facebook. Yeah. And like triggers, video like, the, games do shit to yeah. you like you can get like fucking adrenaline rushes and shit yeah. from that. Like you sure. go into the fucking thing and like you get the same rush that you would get from having like a real life interaction with somebody from a fucking notification on your phone. And so now what happens? People become less social than we were 100 years ago. You know, people are less likely to say hi to each other walking down the street because it's like the need to be social has been kind of quelled by this constant influx of validation and like this chemical like response that you get from interacting virtually, you know? So like... You can definitely trigger, just like we were saying before about wet dreams, you can have sex in your dream and real life come. That's a thing. You I, know? Wish I, I wish I could do it. I wish I could do that too. That'd be sick. Which is why I'm banking on this virtual reality, dude. <laughs> but I guess my point is, is like, I know it sounds far-fetched, but also like, I feel like if we were to describe this to somebody 3,000 years ago, they'd be like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. You mean I can just talk to the guy in in fucking Asia, right? I can I can what I can what the guy in China and talk to him? I can call him? How? How call do you do what? that? <laughs> call him what? What are you talking about? What do you dude? Mean call. I never even heard of China. <laughs> but like that's what I'm getting at, dude. So like this is another tangent that really has no moral, but it's just a, a thought experiment that I was doing. It's like I could easily see people gravitating for that and then just like and what and that's like the whole like life is a simulation shit that theory which i don't necessarily you know believe but like what would be the difference if we were all if we all went into a matrix where everybody was there mm -hmm. and all interconnected that would just be life because, like, you'd be in that matrix competing with other people's, like, everybody's in the same... But, like, you wouldn't necessarily have to do that shit. You could choose to do that shit, but you could probably do a bunch of other crazy shit. Like, you, you wouldn't, like, me and you could just be like, oh, yo, you want to go fucking, like, try to, like, rob a bank or something with no consequences? Oh, perfect. Let me just fucking, I don't know, do some crazy shit. Like, we could just do crazy shit. Yeah, but then, like, after, dude, like, after you and I, like, I hit you up, and I'm like, yo, you want to tap in the Matrix and, like, rob a bank today? And you're like, hell yeah. And then you do it, and you come back, 
and you've been robbing a bank for like four hours and you're like, dude, we almost made it, dude. We almost <laughs> made it. We got fucking kept the last second. We almost had him. It's like you come back and you're like, all right, now what? You want to do the pop? We just robbed a bank in virtual reality, dude. And now what do you want to do? Fucking hang out? You know, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't fucking know. It's just like, like I'm saying, if it, everybody was in the same thing, then there would be like other things. Because it's like, dude, like I want to buy that building. But then there's this other guy that's also in that same matrix. who's like, no, dude, I want to buy that building. I don't want that shit. Mm. I'm talking about going to my own matrix where I'm True. the only one. And I'm like, dude, I'm getting that building. Everybody else in my matrix is like, all right. Dude, I don't know anybody else who would want that building. Zero dollars. It's yours. You already own it. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying that these are these are things that uh I think could happen. I truly believe that virtual digital technology is going to get to the point where it's going to outcompete regular life for a lot of people. Truly believe that. We're already watching it happen. We are already watching it happen, dude. Every time I'm sitting in a fucking circle of people. And everyone's just like, okay, half the time when I'm sitting at my house, laying on my couch, watching TV, I'll zoom out and I'll look at myself like astral projection. Not really, but <laughs> metaphorically, I'll yeah, zoom yeah. out and I'll stand in the middle of my living room and stare at myself on the couch and just subtract the TV from the situation. Just subtract the TV. Yeah. And what do you have? A guy laying down, staring at a wall for four hours. Yeah, yeah. Maybe occasionally getting up to eat. I'll be sitting in a social circle and like the conversation will come to a halt and I know you look around and every single person just looking on their phone. And then I'd be like, wow, zoom out, subtract the phone. And now you just have a group of people standing in a circle in silence, staring at the ground Yeah, for like but also two minutes like, at a time. There's like ebbs and flows in conversations and like sometimes they don't need to keep going on. They're, Everyone could use a nice little break, take a little quick check at their phone. But what did they do before phones? Like, what happened when a topic was spent, and then they were like, you would just sit there. That's where, like, small talk would come in. Which You'd, sucks. like, break off into groups and be like, yeah, you know, the fucking weather tonight. Nice. Very breathable air. <laughs> I can breathe. <laughs> That is, that is small talk, dude. When you're talking about breathing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're really sc scraping the bottom of the barrel for stuff to talk about, Anything. you're like, dude, I'm, what I'm do we have in common? Blinking, Both breathing. breathing. <laughs> you like air too? That's sick, dude. I don't know, dude. Okay, maybe I'm overreacting to all this shit, but whatever. I think you're overreacting because then also like you're just gonna end up doing that one day and not notice it but everyone else will and be like wow dude you're calling people out for this nah dude i'm not gonna become the fucking off your phones guy you better not i'm not gonna be that guy dude because sometimes i'm on my phone i'm not gonna become the fucking like uh guys earth to eric i'm right here dude like come on dude. nobody wants that guy my eyes are up here dude <laughs> Not on Instagram, not on Facebook. Here. Here. Of course I'm not going to become that guy, dude. But that's like, nobody wants to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy sucks. You know? But like, you can't help but notice 
that large portions of our life have been replaced by virtual insanity, futures made up. That's what that song's about, dude. Called it. Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai'd it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's uh, we'll we'll bring that topic up another we'll four months from now, and 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 well, I'm You'll sure watch a video. I'll watch a video. We'll come it's back. Bound to happen. Be like, all right, we're getting we're getting close to the answer. <laughs> Other than that, I did I tell you? Stop me if I told you a story already. But I was hanging out in the harbor between gigs. Did I tell you about the homeless guy? Um, which one? That shit himself. Oh, I think so. I did. I told that story on the podcast. Potentially. Or you might. I don't know. Tell it again. Let me okay. hear a little bit more. Okay, so I'm chilling at the harbor between gigs. I can't tell the story if I feel like I already told it. So stop me as soon as you <laughs> okay, think you recognize okay, okay. <laughs> And there's this fucking... I don't even want to tell a story anymore, dude. All right, don't tell it anymore. I can't tell a story, dude. That's why I can never do stand-up comedy. <laughs> I can't physically tell a story if I feel like you've heard it. <laughs> it's literally impossible for me. I mean, but also I feel like you should tell it now just because you're like blue ballsing anyone who's listening. All right, all right, all right. I'll tell a story. So I'm hanging out in the harbor between gigs. I had two gigs. Oh, and this this works into a story I haven't told all the way. Perfect. So I'll tell this first. Work your way in. Set the stage. Set the stage. I'm on the boat, right? We get back from my last gig. This actually happened after the other story, but who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> um and Everyone on the boat's like, oh, dude, great job, like, playing and whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now, the setup for this this cruise ship is, like, I have to park, like, literally, like, two blocks away in this parking garage, which no longer validates. It's, like, $30 to park there. It sucks. Mm. They used to give you a card that made it, like, 8 bucks. I was like, okay, this is cool. So I'm playing two cruises, one at 10 in the morning, one at uh, 3. And uh, in the middle of my break time, I called up Mahedi, and I was like, dude... Because he lives, like, right there. And I was like, dude, um, you want to hang out? Because I'm just, like, chilling in the harbor. I'm parked in a garage where it's, like, going to cost me $28 to leave. So if I leave and then come back, it's going to be $56. Yeah. So, like, I'm not going home between breaks. And also, it's, like, I have to play again in two hours. So I'd literally get home, chill for an hour, and then drive back. It's, like, not worth it. Yeah, not worth it at all. So... He's like, uh, hey, Jimmy, I'm writing, I'm doing work. And I'm like, God damn it, dude. So I'm like, all right, fine. So I'll fucking, I told, did I tell you about how I walked to uh, Fed Hill and took a shit at Watershed? No. Oh, dude, I guess I didn't tell you his story. All right. I think. Or if you did, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember so, that key detail. <laughs> key detail. <laughs> I walk to, uh, I walk into Fed Hill alone. It's hot. Wearing sunglasses and stuff. Yeah, on my middle break. of the day. Middle of the day. Sunday, it's Father's Day. Walk up to Be More Licks, and I'm trying to order this ice cream. Now, again, I understand I'm getting older, and I'm probably becoming Tony Seleski. <laughs> I understand that. Um, and so I, I recognize that in myself, and I try to push down my Tony Seleski thoughts. But I'm standing in line at this fucking place, and it's like, again, I'm never going to be that guy. I'm never going to be the get-off-your-phones guy. I'm never going to be the, like, excuse me guy. Never. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm not going to notice it and think about it. <laughs> and try to get someone else to say it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fucked. Don't you feel like you should say something about this, dude? <laughs> like, yeah, it's really fucked up. <laughs> Just keep saying that until someone's like, yeah, man, what's fucked up? 
You know how they just fucking... Uh, <laughs> haven't even really haven't, specified yet, but... <laughs> I haven't been waited on yet. I think that's outrageous. <laughs> I'm standing in line, and there's just like... You walk around, there's nobody in the window. Everybody's in the back doing things. Now, they're fucking kids. They're like 21, 22 years old. Yeah. Whatever. But it's like... This is basic shit to me. And I learned this from working in the service industry. Here was the priority. The person at the counter, the person on the phone, and the orders. Yeah. So if somebody's standing at the counter, you tell the person, you pick up the phone if it's ringing, you say, can you please hold? Take care of the person at the counter. Then you take care of the person on the phone. And then and only then, when there's no customers that need attention, you go and take care of the things you need to take care of. Right? Yeah. So I'm standing at the counter for like eight minutes, <laughs> just watching some kid try to figure out pre what Pre or post shit? This is pre. Okay. So even then, I'm even beyond that. You're stewing. I'm stewing. I'm at Be More Likes. I'm like, I'm going to get a nice ice cream, you know? So, and I've never been to Be More Likes before. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Um, they got snow cones. Though. Dude, I got a banana banana pudding ice cream and mint chocolate chip. It was fucking awesome. With whipped cream, and they have whipped cream. Insomnia Cookie doesn't have whipped cream. Mm. So, shout out to Insomnia Cookie. Definitely consider that. But Be More Licks does. So I'm at the counter and nobody's coming up to me and I'm just like standing there. I'm like, you know, if I was that kid, I would be having an anxiety attack about the fact that there's like a line here and that he's just not acknowledging them yeah. at all. Like, and when I say acknowledge, I don't even mean let me like I don't even which which it's a fucking ice cream shop, dude. Just <laughs> ask me what I want, write it down and say it's gonna be 15 minutes. Yeah. Even that. I I don't mind waiting. I mind standing somewhere and just knowing that the person knows I'm there and just them not feeling any any sense of urgency to be like, hey, I see you there. Um, I'll be right there. Like to, Even like, I'll be right there. Even that, you know? Yeah. Nothing. And I'm like, it's just weird to me that like... Well, you're sitting there to sit there. You're yeah. waiting to then have to wait. Exactly. It's just weird to me. And again... I maybe this is a generational thing, but I don't remember ever being like that. Like I've worked in restaurants, I've done all that shit. I've, you know, I hate when you go to fucking McDonald's and they have a fucking attitude, and and I'll be like, you know, after they get off the thing, and I'm just like, like I went to McDonald's the other night, they're like, anything else, anything else, and I'm like, you think somebody would train them to not say anything else? Because it just sounds like they're just like, dude, are you done? Are you done? <laughs> Any is there anything else you need, please? And I'm just like, all right, dude, maybe even like, can I get you anything else? Something like that. It's like. There's no sense of like trying to like provide a good environment. And then they'll be like, well, maybe they just don't want to work at McDonald's at 12 a.m. Like, maybe just don't. Maybe just don't. I truly feel that way because I worked at Seasons Pizza at three in the morning. Did I want to do that? Was I a dick to people? Well, no. You know, did I want to spend every weekend of my peak college age years? Working in a pizza shop, serving people that had fun. <laughs> Did I want to do that? Was I stoked that all my friends were out at the bars while I was working late nights at Seasons half the weekend? No. But did I take it out on the customers? No. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, why? Because I chose to be there. I chose to be there. So I don't sympathize with that. I don't. And I know that sounds boomerish of me, but I don't. I have no sympathy for that. So, but again, do I say anything? No. I just take it in, jam it down, bottle it up, and hurl it up on the podcast. 
<laughs> so letting the Tony out. Yeah, letting the Tony out. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I fucking go off. So finally, and in the meantime, there's this fucking old guy in the line just pestering. You guys want to hear a joke? <laughs> and I heard him tell, and it would be cool if he was telling like different jokes to every group, but he was mm-hmm. telling the same two jokes back to back to every single group of people that came oh, up. No. He was just like a customer waiting for ice cream. I'm like, look, I don't even want to be, served. can you just serve this guy? Can you get him <laughs> his ice cream as soon as possible? Out of here. Yeah. He's like, want to hear, want to hear one? Like, what does that mean? Oh, a joke. And then this is his joke. He goes, what's worse than lobsters on your piano? And everybody's like, what? And he's like, crabs on your organ. Oh, 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 that's a good old man joke. Great old man joke. But like I heard it six times. Yeah. And he never actually came up to me and asked me if I want to hear the joke. Probably because he saw me hear it from three other people. But I was like, dude, please, please take my order. Please take my order. I have to shit. (laughs) So whatever, finally get my order. Ice cream is awesome. You know, they could have been quicker. I understand they're kids, whatever. But like. That's the time when the manager walks in and goes, hey, guys, you see that? Those people are waiting for service. You need to acknowledge them. You need to let them know that you see them there, that give them an idea of how long they'll be waiting, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Hey, guys. Or just go do it, because what are you doing at an ice cream shop? Like, yeah. You don't need to cook anything. Yeah. You don't need to do like Literally, you could take anything. every single person's order, write it down, vanilla, chocolate, you want peanut? Okay, peanuts. Write it down. And you got every single person in the line's orders. And then you just do them. Bang them out. There's fucking six of you. Yeah. There's more of you than of us. Yeah. I don't see a reason for this. Whatever. Were so people I, like inside getting ice cream too? Or like well, Yeah, there was like there was like three people inside and like three people outside. But there was okay, like four okay. employees. Okay, okay. But it's like, dude, if you, you got one and a half customers per employee i feel like that's doable yeah for sure i feel like that's doable so i get my ice cream very good and it's melting i'm walking down fed hill and then i'm like you know what it's really hot and so i i was like i'm gonna go into the cross street market where watershed is i played there a couple times i know that atlas restaurants have individual bathrooms Mm -hmm. you walk in you close the door i was like i'm gonna just go there and take a shit and then i'm just gonna chill there true for an hour so I walked into Watershed, recognized one of the servers, hey, straight past him, went to the bathroom, took a shit, sat there an hour, just chilling. Chilling, hell yeah. On the toilet, air conditioning. Oh, you chilling. just chilled out in the bathroom for an hour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, you like went to the bar. No, dude. <laughs> Holy no, shit. No, I just chilled yeah. in the bathroom. Hell yeah. I was like, why don't you find this weirder? Hell yeah. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Walking back, you were like, "All right, you went to the bathroom, then you went to the bar, chilled there for an hour." Nah, dude. <laughs> oh my god, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's so sick, actually. <laughs> so I walk out like a forty-five minutes later, and I, I go like, back. Hey, Jimmy, where were you? <laughs> and I leave Cross Street Market. I, I finished my Gatorade Zero that I picked up on the way there. And I go back to chill in the middle of the harbor. I'm watching the families play and the little fucking water things that shoot out, and all, mm-hmm. the dogs are playing. It's fun. And then there's like these homeless people standing, sitting on all the benches that have shade. Using the public bidet. Yeah, per- literally. <laughs> oh my And God. so they're just like, they're like literally just like chilling there, like smoking. And like the one, this one like very like cracked out looking like middle-aged woman, like typical like meth look or whatever, just no teeth and just talking about random shit. 
She's like, yeah, she said she was going to stab me. And I said, no, I'm uh, no. So I got out of the car and I was like, oh, geez. And then this other guy was just like leaning on the bench. I guess it was like her boyfriend or something. And he was just like leaning back on the bench like this. Mm. And he was just kind of nodding along. And there was like this black guy that was also homeless, I'm assuming. And he was like the main guy. So he was like telling a whole bunch of stories. He's like, man, I remember we were chilling at the World Trade Center in Baltimore. And <laughs> we're chilling about a block that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember about two years ago. Y'all remember that earthquake? Yeah, two years ago, I'm sitting with Marvin. You know Marvin. They're like, oh, the one who hangs over there? Yeah, Marvin. We were sitting on the bench outside the World Trade Center. And, and that earthquake happened. And I said, Marvin, what the hell was that? He was like, I didn't do that. And then blah, blah, blah. And then the white guy was like, the white guy leaning back, this old white guy was like, yeah, that's because they flew them goddamn planes into it. <laughs> and he was like, nah, man, that's the one in New York. I'm talking about the one in Baltimore. And then he's like, that's the World Trade Center, right? He's like, nah, man, the one in Baltimore, that's just the Trade Center. You're thinking of the World Trade Center. I was like, no, I don't know. I don't know if I know enough to know how stupid this is, but this is it crazy. It is the World Trade Center. Yeah, I was Baltimore. like, I just wanted to like interject in that conversation. Like, Excuse me. Some of us... <laughs> Just chilled in a watershed bathroom for an hour. Maybe if you got your shit together, you'd know that they have individual bathrooms. <laughs> Just a stuck-up, mildly less homeless guy. Me. <laughs> I also have nowhere to go. <laughs> so, I guess you could have chilled in your car, maybe. Maybe, but I don't know. Whatever. So <laughs> Bathroom's much nicer. <laughs> I can't shit in my car, dude. That's some that's some shit that I'd probably do though. Yeah. I respect it. So the homeless guys holding court and talking and blah 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 and all the homeless people are talking, smoking sharing a cig and sharing a fucking twist of tea. I'm like that's and then taking up the shade. I'm sitting in the fucking sun roasting. I'm like, damn, I wish I could sit over there. I wish but I was then, cool enough to sit yeah, over there. I know. <laughs> and so then one of the the white guy, the world the guy who thought nine eleven happened in the harbor. <laughs> was like uh all right and he just stands up and then something like falls out of his pocket so i thought oh no and so and it was like brownish and he just stands up and walks over to a bench on the other side of the park where more shade is and like when he's when the thing falls out of the pocket the other homeless people just look at it like they just kind of looked at it like oh and just kept talking or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, and we've so, been there. yeah. So I'm sitting there looking at it and I'm, I take off, my, I do one of these. I like take my sunglasses down. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm fucking a detective or like a creep at the beach looking at girls walk by, uh, aka me. Scoping out the homeless people. Yeah. I'm like, what? And I look, I'm like, it's definitely brown. And then, but I sit at my bench for like another 30 minutes chilling. Mm-hmm. And then right before, and, and I watch this homeless guy, the guy who dropped the thing out of his pants, walk over to the bench pants. <laughs> and just pull a blanket out of his satchel, lay down on the bench. He's like doing some stuff because at first I was like, he shit himself. So now he's going to walk away and clean himself up. But then he walks over to the bench about four benches over, sits down and he's doing some janky stuff with his pants. Like kind of like, oh no, is he about to clean himself up in the middle of everybody? Like he's about to take his pants off and like wipe his ass and like change. And then he didn't. He just kind of did some janky stuff with his pants and then got his blanket out and laid down and, and went to sleep. So I'm like, okay, I guess he didn't shit himself. Um, so I had written that off. I'm like, okay, I guess that wasn't what it was. 
But just to check before I go back on the boat, I'm going to just casually stroll past the canoodle of homeless people and take a look at the ground. <laughs> so I walk past this group of people, and I look down, and sure enough, there's flies all over it. Ooh. And here's the thing. They were just talking around this Next piece of shit. shit. <laughs> like oh, nothing no. happened. Like nothing happened, dude. Ooh. It was like, even if he dropped a phone, somebody would have said something. Like It was like he, a leaf fell out of his sock. And they were just like, okay, that's a leaf. You don't need that. He doesn't need that. They're just holding court, just doing whatever. Flies around like, oh, no. I just witnessed the only thing worse than watching a homeless man shit himself, walk over to a bench, and then proceed to clean himself up in public is watching a homeless man shit himself, walk over to a bench, not give a fuck, just and then sleep in the take a two-hour nap. Jesus Christ. And then I, dude, it boggled my fucking mind. Yeah, I was like, horrible. how high do you have to be? Yeah, what's like the the benefits or like what's worth going through this? I don't know. And then I guess the other ones, to, when I come back off the second cruise, I'm walking to the garage and I see he's still sleeping there. And now like the other two are just like next to him sleeping. And I'm like, dude, you have to know he just shot himself two hours ago he's just been festering in 90 degree heat with fucking diarrhea shit all in his pants <laughs> taking know. a fucking slumber dude what the fuck did it come out of his pocket because dude it didn't it came it came out of his fucking i guess i thought it came out of his pocket dude <laughs> came out of his, if it came out of his pocket if he shit out of his pocket to imagine how it came out of his pocket <laughs> i just couldn't fathom it dude i didn't want to believe it but it was true it was true i'm gathering i haven't told this story no thank I god don't remember this so that was like i just had this thought of like Wow, man, like, that is next level, like, addiction, right? Or, like, drug problem or something. Like, that is crazy. Like, Yeah, that's that's hardcore. If I ever wanted to show my kids, don't fucking do that shit, that would be it. I mean, like, he had, like, tattoos. He had, like, a ponytail. You could tell maybe at some point in his life he was probably, like, cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he's shitting himself in the middle of the harbor and taking a nap in it. Jeez. And it's like, dude, I mean... And the fucking black guy, I don't even know why he was homeless. He, I feel like I understood why the other two were homeless. I was like, you guys don't appear to be people that could go and get a job. You look like you're too far gone. You need help. If you walked in with shitty pants to any bar like they say like if you're homeless just go get a fucking job and it's like i'm pretty sure that guy's not getting a job but the black guy dude he was actually kind of funny he was like i was like dude you could easily do it like you kind of have a sense of humor you know how to tell a story yeah you know how to like talk to people like you can't tell me that you can't walk into fucking ripley's believe it or not next door and fucking be, like, the janitor or something. Like, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, if you, you know? can just, like, hold a conversation, you could literally just... You can go really far in the world. Exactly. You don't even need qualifications. If you can just, like, talk to people and fucking, like, have that as your skill, you can, you're golden. Talk your way into anything. And he was telling stories... I mean, I listened to them talk for 30 minutes. I know a lot about them. And uh, he had been homeless for like, it sounded like he was telling stories of being homeless from like 10 years ago. I'm like, dude, after 10 years, 
perfectly <laughs> what's your skin routine <laughs> <laughs> perfectly good head on your shoulders that i can tell like good enough to have a job mm-hmm. you're not like mentally ill that i can tell i was like at that point is it safe to say that like you know what are you doing what are you doing yeah, maybe he likes being homeless i don't fucking know but like i couldn't fathom how he was doing that i guess it's like one of those things i whatever who cares but the other two i was like damn but like that stuck with me and so i walk back to the ship and i'm loading out my stuff and it's like this very strange loadout because the i have to carry all my equipment up two flights of like ship stairs like very winding i gotta like spread myself thin and like take it up to the top deck it's very painstaking yeah. and then they have this little ramp that's like the size of one person to walk out so like i have to get like all to my get stuff off the ship yeah damn i have to get all the stuff down to the bottom back deck where i get off and then i have to like position myself so i can put it on my um my hand cart but i can't leave it out on the harbor because i'm gonna leave it on the tenants so people are gonna fuck with it yeah so i have to leave it on the ship and I'm bringing stuff slowly down. Everybody's already unloaded off the ship. All the staff is like cleaning. All the guests are gone. And um, I get all my stuff on the handcart and I had it like propped in the fucking like middle of the ramp. And I go up and do one more trip. I come back. Actually, I go in there to thank the, the boss, the guy who books me. I was like, thank you for having me. Walk back out and the fucking captain's there. And he's like, hey, man, uh, you mind next time you're unloading, you don't leave it right in the middle of everything? Because like we're kind of like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, dude, sorry. I, I was I was literally gone for like 30 seconds. I was just, it's kind of a difficult loadout. And, you know, I didn't, I thought everybody was pretty much gone. And he was like, yeah, well, yeah. And then he just walks away. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Have a nice day. And then he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then as he's walking out of the room, I was like, you know what? I'll do the same. Kind of a little jab. Like, oh, no. Because he didn't say anything. I said, have a nice day. He ignored me blatantly. And I said, I'll do the same. Mm-hmm. And then he just fucking slams the door. Oh, my God. I think that's warranted. I can't say that. Somebody, I mean, it's okay, I think. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Because that's disrespect. The other captain, the back captain, they have like the mm-hmm. head captain, the stern captain who watches the back because yeah. obviously got to tell him like what's... I was talking to that guy. It was an older black guy. He was asking about my guitar. He was like, man, that guitar, blah, blah, blah. How's that guitar working for you? And when the other captain walks away, I look at that black guy, captain, and I'm like, he's... I was like... And he was like... Mm. I don't know what his deal is. And I was like, yeah, dude, that guy's a fucking dick. But like, my, I, I went over so many situations in my head, like w- what I should have said, mm-hmm. you know, I could have said a couple things that could have ended my job there. Yeah. <laughs> I could have said, you know what? And just a point That's of reference. I think you were fine in what you said, because it wasn't anything crazy. But it was, it was calling to attention the fact that he was being rude. In a very, like, undercutting way. Like, I was like, I'm going to at least acknowledge the fact that I resolved this conflict, which shouldn't have been a conflict. It's the first time uh, it's the first time I played here in two years. I didn't know I was in anybody's way. You could have just said, hey, man, next time, just letting you know we're kind of having people back and forth. So just when you're loading out, just keep it off to the side. Perfectly doable. Yeah. And when he said that to me, I kind of wish I was like, and eh, just advice for you next time, maybe you could, like, not be such a fucking dick about it. Or maybe less than that. Or maybe you could find a more polite way to say that. That's not that, that, even if I said that, if I was just like, and just some advice for you, maybe you could find a more polite way to ask me that next time. That's respectful. And it's also real. But I didn't say that. But I, I wish I did. All I did say was what I told you I said. And even that was like, ah, did it get the point across? Cause like, I don't like being talked that way by another fucking. Dude, I don't like that. It's like, I don't work for you, and and I've been at this all day just like you, and like, 
I understand I might have made a mistake, but there are ways that you can approach me that don't disrespect me. Yeah. And it's not like I'm walking around like, you better fucking respect me. It's like, dude, just treat me with some decency. Like, be yeah. polite. They could have just came up and said, like, hey, like, is this your gear? Hey, like, there's a lot of traffic coming through here. If you're going to leave it, next time just put it on the side. Mm-hmm. Or put it out of the way or whatever. That that could have been the easiest route. Like, I understand that he was a fucking dick and, like, you know, it's it, you don't want to, like, try to be nice to a dick because he's not going to fucking give you respect or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, with, it's like everything. Like, the moment someone gets power, it'll fucking corrupt you. Yeah, I just, I run into those situations every now and then, and it just, it always befuddles me that people can walk around with that attitude, that they can put that kind of negativity out into the world. And as I was walking away, it bothered me for like the next two hours. I was like driving home, just like, fucking dick. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, you know what? I just had to like not think about it, mm-hmm. you know, because like he put that negativity out in the world and now I'm carrying it. Yeah. And I don't need to carry that because what happens is now that puts me in a worse mood where I might inadvertently come off and put that negativity on someone else. So, you know, it's like, it was like the chain has to stop at me. So I have to let it go until two weeks later when I rant about it. But like, that's, <laughs> that's fine. But it's like, it just, it just, like, there's another place I play for where like, they always want me to plug into their system through their board. But my board is much better. And it makes us sound better. And I know all the controls for our board. And they don't, like, they just have two cords that dangle from the wall that I can easily plug into my board. But then, like, the owner's like, no, you got to plug into this board. And it's, like, the cheapest fucking board you can buy. And it, like, doesn't make us sound good. Mm. And it, like, doesn't do as good of a job in, like, redirecting to certain speakers and things. Like, I can do a whole bunch of shit with mine. And he just, out of the fact that it's his board and his bar, he just won't let me do it. Yeah. So what I would do after, uh, after a while is one day he's like jimmy this is not a discussion you're gonna blah 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 blah, do this and i was like okay okay so then i plug it into his board and then halfway through the set we have the whole fucking place packed to come out and see us Mm -hmm. the band and i just fucking during my break unplugged it plugged into my board did it my way at the end of the night he noticed it didn't say anything Mm. next time we play there he texts me bring your own sound system (laughs) <laughs> so they have a full sound system wired up and then he's going to make me lug in my fucking speakers and shit just because I wanted to plug his sound system into my mixing board and that was like a fucking like like a power struggle for him mm. which annoys me because it's like you book us consistently uh, because we bring people out and like you know I've been in here other nights it's not like when we played there when we were doing our like monthly thing and like you should I feel like it's like kind of just like a like kind of like a dick swinging move to be like no you have to do it my way yeah it's Even, not like that crazy of a thing it's, it's not for a any, crazy ask yeah if anybody's having trouble understanding the mixing board analogy imagine like if you showed up to a place and they had a shitty you were doing comedy and they had this really shitty microphone that sucked and like it just makes your voice sound stupid and it's really poppy and mm-hmm. but you have a really nice microphone and so you're like dude i'll just plug in my microphone to the cord i'll just unplug it in and it sounds great yeah and they go no you gotta use our microphone why dude it sounds like shit and like 
you booked me to come here. And what you don't understand is that aside from the fact that I'm playing at your bar and you're paying me, this also has to do with my business and the type of product that I want to put out. And so if you're asking me to play at your bar and compromise my product, then I don't want to play at your bar. I want to play at your bar in that you agree to have my band come through and do what we do and sound good. And you enjoy the fact that we bring people out. You enjoy the fact that we sound good, but you don't enjoy the fact that there's a certain way that we want to do it that has that does not compromise you in any way. In fact, it makes you have less work. I'm asking you to do less work because we will take care of it. You know? Yeah. And it's like you want us to come out, and I don't want people coming out to see us and be like, yeah, they were good, but they kind of like, I don't know, they, I feel like the vocals should have been louder. Or I don't want that, you know? And it's like, I don't, know, they don't fucking get it, but whatever. Now I'm just fucking venting. Sorry. Yeah, it's good. I gotta take a real bad piss. Yeah, you wanna dude. take a break or you wanna wrap up? We can wrap up unless you have anything you wanna. I don't think so. Cool. I mean, all we really did was the beach shit. Or at least yeah. that's all I did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess other than that, I just had a studio session last night. It was fucking awesome. So not much to talk about there, but it was cool. We got some new stuff coming out, probably in August. We got a song coming at you in August. Just did the vocals for that last night. Took fucking five hours, <laughs> but it was worth it. So, shouts out Sean Mercer. Shouts out Magpie Studio. Hell yeah. Shouts out Sophomore MD. Follow us on Instagram. Now with captions and comments, baby. Ooh. Also, I can now caption and comment on my personal Instagram, too. Big news. But I can't put a website link in. The only <laughs> way that I was able to get it back was by deleting the website link in my bio. Oh, weird. So now I got to tell you that. No, they just gave me a bunch of tricks. They were like, I was searched all over line. They were like, you got to change your password. You got to link it to Facebook. You got to turn on two factor authentication, authentication, whatever. And then maybe try fucking with your bio. And so I did all those things. And then I got all my privileges back, except being able to put a link in my bio, which sucks. Because now it's like we promote a song and it's like, link in bio, psych, Google us. I don't know. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that's weird. So we'll figure that out. Hopefully before the release. Okay, well that sounds good. Any plugs for you, dude? Fuck no. Listen to live from the fucking studio, bitch. No shows, dude. Uh, I don't know. I think I do, but I don't want to look it up right now. <laughs> I hear you. Um, guys, I'll be at Valley Inn tonight if you're listening. Friday. I usually do first Fridays there, but it's the Fourth of July weekend, so we push it up to this week. Friday, July 9th, Valley Inn, five thirty to nine thirty. I have a private event. On uh, on uh, Saturday, which I, I'm not going to plug because obviously you can't fucking come there. It's down in Severna Park. But uh, the guy's name is Mario something. And so I've been calling it my calendar Mario Party, Ooh. which I like. That's good. And then I'll be at Lock Bar on Sunday, 7 to 11, solo dolo, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Jimmy Seleski across the board, at Eric Glazer across the board. Follow the band at SophomoreMD. And of course, follow us on everything at LFTS Podcast. I kind of stumbled on L. Yeah. <laughs> LFTS Podcast, baby. If you see the bracket out in Ocean City at Fishtails, take a picture of yourself with it. Tag us in it. Post it to your story. We'd love to see that. Same thing goes for Backyard Uptown in Towson. Baltimore Bar Bracket winner. Do that as well. It would make us feel very great and very groovy. Yes, sir. Yeah, check us out on YouTube as well, guys. Till next week. Peace. Peace.